Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Series 3 of the Club Racing UK podcast. Now, I'll be honest, this is probably the most nerve-wracking episode we've ever done because the feedback from when we said we were going to go live has been absolutely phenomenal. This might just be the episode where we get more comments, likes, spoon stirring like Nick Holmes is saying at the moment than anyone else in the world because the topic is so emotive. So let's get into it. But first, of course, we've got to introduce everyone. And with me, as usual, is the dynamic duo of Club Racing UK. It is Nick Holmes and Stefan Marsh. Evening, guys. Good evening. Evening, ladies. How are we doing? Very well, yourself. Very good. Very good. You excited to get your teeth into tonight's subject? Very, no, very excited. I want to go to bed. Okay, oh. Nick wants to go to bed. So while Nick is uh, going to bed, um, no, no, I suppose I suppose at this point we'll have to introduce our two guests this evening because as we always try and put across a balanced argument. So from a competitor's point of view, I'm sure we have all got things that we want to put across, but it's very rare that we're able to get an organisational view on things. So tonight we are joined by Ian Fowler, who formerly managed the VAG Trophy and the Classic VW Cup for many years. Good evening, Ian. Evening, people. And of course, there's a lot of people, particularly in the Track Attack paddock, that will know this man joining us on the bottom left. It's Paul Rice. How are we doing, Paul? All good, thanks very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> good old grandma's cakes. Bless it. Bless no, her. I'm sure, that was what... I'm sure Steph said he was all right a few minutes ago. Let me just see if I can just check. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It feels all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into uh... it because, of course, a new feature. We've got the the people able to bring their comments to life. So James Stone Street joins us. He's going to feature in the podcast this evening. He doesn't know it yet. Neil Ashcroft joins yeah. us. Good evening, Ian. Matt Clary is sat here not eating pizza but eating Toblerone. He's winning. Oh, oh Toblerone. Share us. Wait, former guest Cam Tunio joins us this evening. We've got a Facebook user yeah. here, but he's just asking, is Ian still at work? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> James Ricey. How are we doing? How are we doing, James? You're, you're, you're very, very popular. So, yes, good evening. Of course, tonight's subject is going to be the what appears to be the rising costs in motorsport. It's a very emotive topic. A lot of people are going to want to comment on this and get their views across. I've actually saved some of the comments already, and we're going to digest and discuss this this evening. But first of all, let's start with the news roundup. A little bit of wee in the end of my knob. Still, just, just every time that video, every time. Right, okay, we have got we have got a bit of a small roundup this week, obviously, because the debate is going to be very intensive, <laughs> very fierce. Now, we will start off with the TDC at Coombe, all four frigging laps of it. Yes, Nick? Yeah, I was going to say, that's why it's a small roundup, because you boys are in and out with me in a second, aren't you? <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, we won't start with the videos yet. We've we've got a couple of pictures here. So the first four laps, it did go well. You know, we we started the race well. Look at that bumper grid at Castle Coombe, absolutely boiling our tits off. And uh, what happened, Steph? We broke down. 
<laughs> a lot. <laughs> and then what oh, happened? Uh, what happened the lap after? What happened the lap after, Steph? You broke down. No, it's Club Racing UK. The go-to place for club motorsport, and you guys can't even fucking do two, three laps. Well, <laughs> Steph lasted. Uh, Steph lasted three laps. I lasted four. I could have absolutely cried. It was meant to be a bumper weekend for many reasons. Um, so the comments are, are going to start flowing in as well. We'll get to those in a second. But we have got a couple of quick videos of our Castle Coon weekend. Let's have a look. What yeah, was the first Bob did on board or the other one? Up, up to you, dude. Up to oh, you. We go. We go with a bit of supercharging noise first, shall we? Laps later, oh, it was parked at the side of the track. Yeah, <laughs> not making that noise. No. Exactly. Exactly. Just me. quickly, <laughs> we've we've we have got some more people joined us this evening. So Jonathan Bevan has joined us. My supercars Ian Waterhouse has joined us. Yeah, a, even a Facebook user has joined us. Another one Facebook has joined user. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook users. users. Loving the Facebook cool. users. Paul Rice, the saviour of the 206 GTI Cup. Big love. Mario Neofitu, that guy got a massive hug at Mallory Park. It was good to catch up with you then, Mario. We've got another Facebook user. A socially distanced hug, yeah. Matt Hancock and all that. All Facebook users, if if you're not on our actual page, if you're on the paddock, you can go onto StreamYard and change some settings, and you can get your name up. If not, go to yeah, the actual can, page, and you can do it. Yeah. On, if on if not, click the link for, for for some reason. That's why StreamYard does it. It's proper crap. But anyway, James Stone Street. When your mini thinks it's a VXR8 Bathurst, listen to that whiny boy go. And uh, we've got a Facebook user as well. As as I said, if you're on the paddock, 
change to the Club Racing UK page and the, the main page and comments on there. We'll get your profile picture up on there as well so we know who you are. Minor technicality, we're working on it. We are working on it. Right, let's go for the other video from Coop, which kind of shows, courtesy of Pescara Productions, shows the outside view. That's nothing like oh, broke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That oh, was the only dear. good thing. When, when my car, because obviously you went off at, at Quarry and we all went round you and it was like, oh shit, the mini's gone. And then literally at the end of that lap, I got to camp corner, hit the brakes, and I was trying to get past that Clio. And I just watched my temperature gauge just go up and up and up and up. And by the time I came out, I just lifted straight off. I was like, oh God, I'm not grenading this engine. And came and parked behind Steph. And we had a nice little chat for about five minutes when it's Steph before we got picked up. So, yes, that was Castle Coombe, a pair of DNFs. I'm off testing at SNEP tomorrow. And the lads are working day and night to get the Mini back to where it should be. So, don't worry. We will be back at Alton Park on the 24th of August. Yeah, we'll go with that. Sounds good. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Sometime in August. Sometime in August. Okay. Uh, another Facebook user says it's a very dodgy subject. I'm saying I'm staying quiet. Is that Matt Hancock or Wembley Stadium being full <laughs> when racetracks can't be? Or We're going to cover some subjects this evening. Phil Neal joins us this evening. Hello, mate. Thanks for the trailer. Ricky Walker, good evening. Justin Roberts, at least you two actually made the race. That's a very good point. Unfortunately, Justin did hit some problems in his lovely red Civic EP3. I know Nick... What? Nick you was, mean a Civic had a problem? Nick was really Never. gutted when he heard about that. I did hear he actually had tears in his eyes. Uh, Duncan Harris joins us this evening. And, of course, all Square Rapid Rides, Vicky Pratt joins us. Good evening, Vicky. Good evening. Hope Good you're well. So... From Castle Coombe, obviously, we go to last weekend, and the weekend just gone, Rala. You guys have had quite an eventful weekend in the KAs, didn't you? Yes, yes we, we did. did. The I was back the in the race seat. Okay, tell us all about it then, Nick. Oh, I sat in the KA for four hours. <laughs> Fair I, think, I think, for me, the most entertaining part of it was I managed to smash our rearview mirror with my helmet. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that. Well, I, I felt I, bad, actually. So as I was getting out of the car, I obviously headbutted the um, rearview mirror, and then as we shoveled Matt into the car, he got to sit on broken glass for his two-hour stint. <laughs> Lovely. Well, that's a nice cutting exercise. No, no, it was good. It was a good weekend. Unfortunately, a few little issues stopped us from getting a very good result, really. I think we were, we were probably on for a podium. 
Yeah, now this, yeah, this was the first issue after qualifying, wasn't it, gents? So what's going on here? Wow, the the outlap. Jay, Jay's making and a mess. It's quite, it's quite embarrassing to say, but unfortunately on that outlap to qualifying, the, uh, the main pressure pipe blew off the power steering pump. So then we had no power steering for the rest of qualifying. It made it extremely good. difficult. Yeah, everyone says that. You need power steering. It was shit without power steering. It's yeah, but they put okay, fat, yeah. they put fat, sticky tires on it, and it's it's shite without power steering. <laughs> well, I have to give credit to Stuart Garland, okay? Because look at that grid. That is a lovely a grid. Oh, it's a big grid. Cracking grid. Forty-four cars, I think we had forty-four cars. Yeah, forty-four cars. Certainly the C1s and the KAs this year, and indeed the City Car Cup, have had some impressive grids for some very, very tiny cars. Yes, Steph? You've got to say a massive thank you to Rob, Robert Gaffney from Amigo Motorsport that joined us on yes. Sunday to help us out in the pits and the cars and all that stuff. Um, he was a mega help, and we would have definitely struggled without him. So thank you, Rob. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks, Rob. That was very good. It's good to see you as well, mate. Here we, we go. Got to Maxine the end. Just quickly, Maxine Nichols, did I miss the roundup? Maxine, it's a bit of a low-key roundup this week. We've got another few bits to come, but it is a bit of a low-key one purely because of tonight's subject. There's a lot of people that want to get on and talk about this. Uh, James says it's only just started. You're goddamn right, it's only just started. James Alford <laughs> Racing joins us as well. Oi, oi. Oi, oi, uh, oi, oi, oi. Doing well this evening. Stu Waite joins us as well. Evening, chaps. Evening. Okay. Um, now, I know there's a few people on there that time attack is a bit marmite but there was certainly one thing that caught the news from the time attack round at brands hatch indy this weekend it even made the sun newspaper jesus christ look at that i love the googly eyes and the learner the learner no. sign <laughs> now the one thing i will say is, is this game a lot of people that say that that time attack is a bit point and squirt and a glorified track day the guy in the middle of that accident is none other than rob boston who was there a week later running his genetta team so it, it wasn't a one-trick pony unfortunately he got caught up in a bit of a shunt it's courted a bit of controversy yeah um but but Thankfully, they've got another fusion being built and on its way, I think. And it's also... Fusion it's already there. Yeah, it's already there. It's also testament that the cage held up. Uh, it did, actually. Um, I think if, if ever there's an advert as to why everybody, everybody should have a roll cage in their car whilst competing at full chat at a racetrack, I think right there, that is it. It's certainly something that's going to possibly lead to a rule change because I'm told cages aren't mandatory in that particular class at time attack. They're not. And not time that's frightening. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. Yeah. I mean, would you guys go out and compete without a cage? No. No chance. Exactly that. Half the time, I don't want to be on the road without a bloody cage. You need a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I need a case. <laughs> he, do, he does need a case. And we've we've the thing we've is got to the, go. Uh, just me. To sort of look at that, really, don't they? I think because you know the performance of some of those cars, then they're, they're not fourteen hundred cc cars with one hundred and fifty horsepower, are they? You know, no. Some of got, them are... you know they're properly set up cars, and to go about a cage is really it's just, mm. it's almost like a no no, really. I think, isn't it? Yeah. 
it, it's certainly for, you, you've got a clear advert. I mean, that's a clear should, advert there of what could go wrong. And the best thing about I, I say the best thing it's probably the wrong choice of words. Everyone just assumes, you know, that they're not going to crash, or if you're going to crash into someone, or you're going to go into a corner and crash. That happened on the straight, everyone. They yeah. were, they, he was coming down the straight, and I've been down Brands Hatch Straight, God knows how many times. And you just, you know, you don't think you're going to crash on the straight, and in the tiniest little tap. I don't know if everybody's seen the video. If you haven't seen the video, I highly recommend going to try and find it. It has made the, the rounds. Tiniest, yeah. The tiniest little tap. And it's, I mean, Christ, that's, I mean, that's coming towards the pit exit of Brands. So he must have been on the verge of 100, 120 ish mm. at that point. And just the tiniest tap has sent him straight into the wall and then off the other way. And he's barrel rolled six times. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Get a roll cage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Now, in keeping with our guests this week, the track attack were back at Alton Park with Chris Southcote with a pair and the classic VW boys routers. Oh, look at that lovely grid. That's a good looking grid. That's a very good looking grid. And Stuart Cheeseman returned after his Mallory shunt in your car, didn't he, Paul? My spare one, yeah. Yeah. The poor bloke obviously couldn't get his repaired in time. So I, I just, I'm a gentleman, aren't I? So I said, yeah, just take my spare car. How the other half live, eh? <laughs> well, I remember Nick being at the NEC and you saying to me, Rossi, Rossi, can I borrow your car? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Nick, you had that coming. Would you end car to this man? Even, I'll tell you what, even though I saw Cheeseman have that crash, yeah, yeah. I heard more about you at the NEC, mate, that put me off. <laughs> oh, never. Sorry, Nick. They're, they're, they're going to call you bubble wrap one day or something, or buy a yeah. no, not a chance, wrap. not a chance. No, <laughs> that was that was a long time ago. Now I'm I'm an esteemed racing driver these days. That's all good. Mm. That right, sir. You just sat in his seat, had you? Oh, hey, you should see the state of our KA. One of those dents was me. Right before the pinching and eye poking. Before the pinching and eye poking starts, okay. Rig Walker, track attack had a cracking grid at Alton. Shane Paul wasn't there. Chris Pratt joins us from All Square Rap and Ride. Good evening, Chris. Uh, good to see you. Paul Harvey is on. He's on the motorway home from Essex Cricket. I'll see you tomorrow at Snetterton, Paul. Uh, he's coming with me for my test day. So James Alford as well says, can't park there, mate. I assume yeah. that's in there. That's the, seen, uh, yeah, there is the a picture that. There's a picture of the marshal where that car is rolled over and he's just with his flag. No fear. Absolutely <laughs> no fear. Oh, um, no, Sam no, does no. come across that as a big crash for qualifying. Sam! <laughs> uh, and a Facebook user says, massive thanks. Thank you very much, Facebook user. Um, if you can, get yourself onto the... Um, the Club Racing UK main page and comment on there because it appears that's where you get the profiles come up this evening. Uh, Tony Hunter said, it was very good of you, Paul, just while he's necking back the beer. He's, have you got a six-pack there or anything, uh, Paul? Yeah, and a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's only 25 past eight. Uh! <laughs> there you go, the viewers. And we're James Stone Street. Paul won't let you use his car, but he will sell you one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I bloody know it? I'm surprised yeah. I didn't leave him at 206 after the NEC. 
Exactly. And uh, we've got a Facebook user that says Track Attack is the place to be. Like I said, guys, if you can, get yourself onto the Club Racing UK main page or indeed my profile main page, and it should bring up the comments. For some what reason... Should... It... Or on, Nick. just anyone who's yeah. watching this on the paddock, which is the group, just put your name in front of your comment. I know your yeah. name's on there, but it doesn't come up on the podcast. So. Yeah. You, you have got to go and allow some user things on StreamYard. So if you if you can do. Okay, James Alford Racing. Can we touch on collisions on practice days before events? I've been a victim of a car toasted by an AM Janetta. Guy agreed to contribute as it was a clear run out of talent scenario, then ghosted me. Yeah, Shit. I saw that. Have you not seen that? That was, that was, yeah, it was a horrible accident, James. I, I mean, I hope you're all right in the car, maybe. Oh, no, you wrote off, didn't you? And you've got a new one now. But, yeah, that was that was a big crash. Sorry to see that, James. Sorry to see that. And again, that's obviously going to add to our uh, topic today regarding the costs of motorsport. Uh, Tony Hunter, that's more like a crate ball track attack rules. <laughs> Jonathan Bevan, I was at Time Attack working. Of course, he was out with the Bourne HPP guys with Ben Robinson and coat. My mate came with me and asked at five o'clock when the race was going to happen. <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, to be fair, there was some good racing there from the Civic Cup guys. They put on a good race. The TCR was okay, but it was like at Coombe after a couple of laps. That was it. Uh, Nick Gwinnett says the track attack is the place to be. Big, big grids now. And it's great to see as well. That's one of the positives of UK motorsport. That one there. Yeah, thanks to him, we've got big grids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you two. You weren't saying that in the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> okay, so following on from Castle Coombe, on the Sunday, myself and Stefan actually had a bit of a packed schedule. So we had to go home, unload all the stuff, ditch the trailer, ditch the race car, and then get up to Mallory Park on the Saturday night. Because on the Sunday, we turned up for the CMMC Festival, and uh, if you ever sort of say, oh, you're going to drive the pace car or the safety car, you'd think you'd be in something like this. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Something very cool. Lights on it. Ian might recognize that. So that was from a few years ago, Ian, yeah? It's a very nice looking bike driving that, I think. Yeah, yeah just as a note, actually. Just on a serious note, actually, the guy in the passenger seat of that car, um, I don't know if people probably saw it on the uh, touring car package the other week, was a um, very good guy. Um, Pete, who was a safety car observer, yes. uh, Pete Harris, he's a very, very nice guy. Unfortunately, he passed away recently, but um, he's a fantastic guy. Anybody that's ever dealt with him, um, he was just the most professional, helpful guy. And he's it's a real sad loss that we've lost him too soon. But that, um, very, had some very good times with him in that car, but it's very good, indeed. Indeed, indeed. indeed. Have I got feedback from someone? Someone's got feedback. Not me. Not moved. It's, some, it's, it's coming back through the speakers of something. All right. Okay. It's, it appears to have gone now. Yeah. So hopefully it, sort, hopefully it sorted itself out. So moving on. So anyway, we expected to turn up and have something like this. Okay. So it wasn't really full safety car duties. But what we ended up with was this. <laughs> That's more like hybrid. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say, boys, you shouldn't sniff at it because you did more laps in that than you did in your cars the day before. 
Very true. You very bastards. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very that's a very good point. We did. We did. That's a very good point. I mean, mean, Steph, let's just let's describe our day. So we were literally going up on the Saturday like, okay, we've got tickets. Yeah. Have you sort of had anything to know what time we're going to be there? We've got to be there. No. So that came on and it, it slowly dawned on us. We hadn't a clue what we would actually needed to do. So we just turned up at about half seven at Mallory Park and sort of went, hi, we're your safety car drivers. Ah, yes, we're just trying to find you a car. What? <laughs> we're just trying to find you a car. So it turns out, I mean, we've got to give a shout out to Richard Culverhouse. Bless him. He was he was abs- he was kind as anything, showed us exactly what he wanted, showed us to the right people when we were there. And he hired this outlander and uh, he had the little pace car magnetic strips made and the light and then told us just before we were going to go out and do some practice laps just to have a look around the circuit and get familiar. He said, oh, don't go any uh, faster than 65. That's all the lights rated for. Or was it 40, something like that? I think it was 40, and then we tested it at 65. <laughs> and then... <laughs> but we didn't tell him that until now. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Richard. Um, so, yeah, so... <laughs> But basically, all that I have to give a shout out to Jonathan Bevan as well, because this again stemmed from Jonathan Bevan um, basically getting in contact, just asking for marshals, and went, "Oh, they also need a pace guard driver." So myself and Steph had a weekend off, and, and we managed to go and do it. But it was a good day, wasn't it, Steph? Oh yeah, I had a great day. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was roasting hot. It was absolutely roasting hot. I love the aircon we had in the car. And did the seat fit? It the, did. The seat. The seat did fit, and it also had heated seats, which Rob accidentally turned on. Oh my god, that was balls were sweating. It was, (laughs) I I promise you, I promise you, it was inadvertent. It was literally, we got in the car, put the water bottle down because, and a shout out to Chris Baker. We had a quick walk around the paddock, went and saw Chris Baker. He gave me this frozen bottle of water that was slowly thawing. I thought, oh, lovely. And I just put it down on the center console, sort of tucked in underneath. Next thing you know, Steph's just sort of reaching around, like, I'm really uncomfortable here. There's, There's something not right. Oh, there's something, this is really bad. And he's fidgeting around. I'm like, what's going on? So it turns out as I put the bottle down, I switched his heated seat on full. <laughs> it's, like, bloody, it's those sausage fingers of yours. It's like yeah. literally 30 degrees outside. We've got the aircon on full blast trying to cool down. And I turned his heated seat on. <laughs> but the racing throughout the day. So obviously our job was to go out in the absolute beast that was a hybrid Outlander with sport mode. Hmm. And we did the rolling starts for some. I mean, look at some of these grids. The modified Fords again had a bumper grid. Look at that. I love that, that picture. That is an absolutely beautiful grid there. Dave Cockhill um, leading away in his escort. Ollie Allen starred in that Fiesta, the 2.3 litre Fiesta. He finished third overall in both races um, in that. He certainly gave Malcolm Harding a good show. Marcus Bicknell there. Out, uh, sorry, Christopher Bicknell out there with the tin tops as well. They put on a good show with the Super Saloons. Uh, Ross Ronchetti took both the wins and I will stop as well and apologise because the rolling start as well throughout the day so Steph has a radio and uh, they come over the radio and go lead car, lead car, lead him out so we thought uh, we'll go out 35 mile per hour and by the time we get to the other side of the circuit there's people still coming out of the pits so I think on one or two of the starts we were going too quick 
Then it turned out we were going to... Yeah, it's not. And then it turned out we were going too slow. So, first time, nerves and all that. So, we hope we did you did you guys proud. Um, the metros are out as well. They were quite good racing. Obviously, the super saloons and these funny little things that we had to lead out. So, yeah. It was a, a very collective mix of uh, racing on. Didn't you have bikes as well? Bikes yeah, there, yeah, as well. yeah, there were some classic bikes as well. So it was the first time the CMMC have actually ran their own meeting as well. So, again, you've really? got to give it, you know, you're going to have the odd teething problems. But Rich Culverhouse, I did see him put up a post yesterday. He's taken them in-house. He knows what needs to be done for next time, and I'm sure they'll make it bigger and better. But the point from this as well, I'm going to come to James Sloan Street. He went marshalling as well. So he, he came to see us during the day, and it was great to see you, James. But it was something, as well as us doing the pace car, it's something that we can all do as license holders, and in fact, we're going to. So we can join the Orange Army. We can go and volunteer and do these things at race meetings because without that work, these race and meetings won't happen. you can too. Yeah. You can too. That's good it's good fun. It's good. Fact, so while, we, while we're talking about marshals briefly, I had uh, had uh, Doreen on post seventeen and nineteen at Snetterton the weekend, keeping us posted with everything that was going on. It was nice to catch up with her and and, uh, and a couple of the other marshals and Megan as well, yeah, and a couple of other guys. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to actually chat with these guys while the race was unveiled, you know, panning out, and we got some exclusive pictures and everything of the car going around the weekend. So. Yeah, it's good to mingle with these guys as well. Like I say, we can't go racing without them, can we? So, yeah, fantastic. And James actually, um, he, he put a post on the paddock as well, and he just said it was all started with the post regarding the CMMC being short for marshals at an upcoming event. Um, so he's took the plunge, sent an email, got a few emails back, got himself a pair of basic fire orange fire retardant overalls, not a requirement, but he just wanted to look the part. So, again, fabulous for that, James. And he basically sat there waving a flag for the weekend and, and, and generally having a laugh. But it didn't help. His alarm didn't go off and he didn't get there till about 10 past nine. So maybe leave a bit earlier next time. <laughs> but but it, it, uh, do you know what? His post was really good. Uh, it it was. How much he enjoyed the day. Like yeah. how, how much he enjoyed the day, how easy it was to get involved. And let's be honest, those guys get closer to the action than anybody else other than the people actually racing. Um they get a much better seat than anybody else, any of the fans or anything like that. So even if you're a fan or someone who wants to get that little bit closer to the motorsport, sign yourself up as a marshal. Indeed, indeed. And it was it, it was brilliant as well. Just 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 from our point of view, just hearing on the radio what went on and, and how, th how things were sort of organised from the clerks down to the marshals and everything mm -hmm. that goes on in the background. It was a different way of, of looking at everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, us as racing drivers, we go out on track and we go round and round in circles and nothing else happens, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, oh, big up big up to James Stone Street. Fantastic. Um, thank you again to Jonathan Bevan for messaging us and getting the word out that they needed marshals. Hopefully, um, we all did you proud. Um, didn't you, so you guys had, obviously, your radio that you had throughout the day. Obviously, the clerk of the course was giving you instructions. Yes. But you also could hear all the communication to all the the marshal posts and everything yeah. else as well, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely yeah. everything. So, so it was, it was, you get all the track, you get all the traffic that goes on. So you, cause you've got to react as quick as you can when obviously you get the call from race control. So 
you you hear an incident as soon as race control hear it from the marshal, yeah. whatever marshal's post it is, when it rolls in. So at that point, you're you're sitting there ready to go because you know there's a fair chance you'll be called, and then literally race control will then within like five or six seconds will potentially call you. So you you have to listen to that traffic to be able to yeah get ready to better go out. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. So. Yeah, and it it was little things like myself and Stefan were sort of commenting, oh, car number whatever has, has gone off at post 13 has now rejoined the circuit. And it was just little bits like that, of that constant information that goes to the clerk of the course, like, oh, right, okay. So they're not just sat up there sort of twiddling their thumbs, watching it on a monitor. They've got... They've got everything sort of at once going on, and it was really interesting to sort of hear that feedback. I think Steph enjoyed himself anyway. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it wasn't funny when you think about it, but it was funny-ish when the bikes are out and you've got Marshall Post 15, ride down, ride it down. It's like, oh. <laughs> but in seriousness, it's probably not a good thing. But at times, I found it a bit funny. I think, I think as well, because you've done, because you've realised the radio traffic that goes on, you sort yeah. of then realise the responsibility a clerk has at a race circuit. You know, it's not just yeah, about yeah. pulling you off when you pass too many times. You know, the clerk has a hell of a lot of responsibility at a, at a, at a race meeting. You know, he has to make the calls when you guys go up the circuit when the safety yeah. car gets called. You know, do you red flag a race? You know, there's, there's mm. quite a lot he has to take, take into account when he's working a lot on the weekends. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to come back to the comments because there's been absolutely loads this evening. Chris Slater, I think it should be compulsory for a novice driver to volunteer as a marshal before losing their cross. That's a good point. 100% agree with that. We've said that in a previous show. You yeah. get a yeah. you actually get a, you get a signature for going and marshalling. So anyone who's looking to get their six signatures, you know, to get rid of their novice cross, um, you get a signature for marshalling. But yeah, I, I totally agree that it should be mandatory. Um Absolutely. Just just to see what's involved. I think it would help everybody. If they knew if they knew what the marshals have to do for you, yeah. you'd also be able to help the marshals. You know, if it if it like coming to prepping your car, making sure that everything is easily accessible for a marshal, should they have to pull you out of a car, for instance? So sort of yeah, stuff yeah. like that. 100%. Uh, just back to the comments, guys, that uh, they've been coming in thick and fast. Stuart Cheeseman, so Paul helped me get back on the horse. Um, we're not really talking about horse racing tonight, but maybe. Such a generous guy. Two-thirds at Alton helped my confidence. Thanks for lending me the 206. Legend. Very welcome, mate. You look at the, uh, you're talking about marshals there. Did you look at the footage where the marshal actually ran into his car and it wouldn't go, it wouldn't go in or anything? He was trying to Beckon, beckon somebody to like stop the race. And yeah. I saw that. What a yeah. cracking guy. Cracking job. Tried to get him out and everything. Mm. He did a great job that day. Fantastic. Mm. Superb. And again, it's, it's, I guess it's that instinct as well that cuts in that just goes over and above being a volunteer. That you, yeah. you just get the sort of human element that comes into it as well. So, yeah. Uh, James Stone Street, heated seat game in the pace car. It wasn't a game. It was genuinely an accident. <laughs> genuinely <laughs> an accident. But he did say it was great to finally meet you guys as well. I honestly couldn't recommend it enough to everyone. Please go and give it a go. So there we go, straight from the horse's mouth. He heard the request for help as uh, Nicholas has just done a 360 spin. Funny things gone wobbly again. <laughs> every, <laughs> every, every time. If we, if we played podcast bingo, that would be down on the bingo sheet, honestly. It's better off. Nearly as bad. You were in your van last time. It was great, mate. You didn't move or anything. 
Maxine Nichols, that looks amazing. So that's obviously the pace car. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a beaut, really. I mean, we turned it on and then the air con and then turned it off till six o'clock. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Even a sport. Although the difficult thing was, so obviously you have to lead the field round and then it's like, right, lead car, lights off, get ready for a start. So obviously what you do, you turn the lights off and you absolutely hoon it and get yourself off the circuit. My God, they would not go away behind us. I had foot flat on the pedal trying to go, and I'm. It, yeah, it just it had no performance this week. It's because so. you're slow as shit. That's what it is, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick wins a KA race, and all of a sudden he's the best racing driver in the world. Anyway. <laughs> But it was literally get out of the hairpin, hit the accelerator right down to the floor. There was no performance in it. And it's the only time I've made a four by four screech its tires just trying to turn off and get back into the pit entrance. So you didn't get mown down by the approaching starting race cars. I thought you said you got to 65. What did we get to in the end, Steph? Yeah, but that was, I think it was 665 when we were messing about still at the start. Still going down the Still, still yeah, yeah. Still, still slightly, still slightly my faster hair, than the KA. Hey, my hair grows faster than the fucking KA. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got no hair. Anyway. Because hmm. uh, it doesn't so, grow. Because it doesn't grow. There we go. So James Stone Street, he did say about the day the Vivaro got a good ragging on the trip from Essex to Mallory, and I'd only done the head gasket on it the day before. That's a product test, isn't it? Yeah. That's, a, that's a product test. Trusty Vox, all that is. Yeah, Ian from Finsport makes a good point as well. Or indeed, volunteer with the team help is yes. always appreciated. Hundred percent. The guys that run the teams and stuff. If you ever need help, get them posts in the paddock. There's loads of. We, we did one recently for Moore's Motors, and they were inundated with people yeah. uh, trying to help out with them. So, get your posts in the paddock. I'm sure there's loads and loads of people that would be yeah. more than willing to help. But just needs to know that you're you're wanting the help, and they will help. Need help. That's why we set this. That's why we set the community up, wasn't it? Really, to help everybody yeah. out. So, yeah, if you're a team in need, yep. Even if you exactly. just need a tea boy, or girl. exactly. And, and, and again, and again, <laughs> as, that, was uh, that was me at the NEC, and he he gave us cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I've got the cakes in. It's all good. Uh, some of the Ford guys mentioned how slow the safety car was at Matt. We were told, right? So <laughs> it got to a point. <laughs> it got to a point you after the first hey, three times. No, no. You know, you, you know your shit if Ford boys are telling you you're too slow. <laughs> to be fair, mate, to be fair, there are more Fords on a racetrack than there is Vauxhall Vectras, so we'll just leave that there. But it literally the first three. I think one of them we had to do another parade lap because we were too fast out. So the clerk of the course came out to meet us and said, "Look, coming out of the pit lane, back and right up, twenty miles an hour, slow them right up." And we kind of looked at each other like, "Yeah, they're not going to warm up their tires the way this was going." So, on our defence, we were told to slow you guys right up and then disappear. Really sorry, <laughs> really sorry. We never disappeared. We never disappeared because oh, shit. There we go. Oh yes, Tony Hunter, Grandma's cakes, very nice too. I'm going to tell Grandma tonight. Yep. I'm going to tell Grandma tonight. You're on the podcast. Your cakes were mentioned. Legendary. I get so many. 
Grandma, you're famous. Yeah, Grandma we'll, 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 we'll sort out some... I think they will need to make an appearance at the Autosport show again next year. Now, just on that, okay, I'm only going to rant about this point once. We're going to move on. We're going to move on from it, but I'm only going to comment on this once because Matt Cleary, where's the comment? Where is the comment? I bloody lost it. <laughs> well done, because... mate. That's, that, that's really good topical information there for everybody listening. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Right. He's made a good point here, so I'm I'm doing a track day tomorrow at Snetterton to get some seat time in. He says he would come and see me tomorrow, but he's not allowed because of COVID, and he's opened another can of worms. Now, that's a very good point, because I don't know if you guys have seen during the week, but Brands Hat, Snetterton, the MSV group of circuits have been making some very good, some very punctual, and some very sarcastic po posts about certain instances, like Wembley like Wembley Stadium being half full for an England game of 30,000 people, yet 4,000 people are allowed to turn up to a race circuit in a wide open area that's more expansive, can allow people to social distance. But it's okay because you can then go to Royal Ascot, not wear a mask and cram all together in a stand and watch people in your thousands. You can go to Wimbledon and watch some racquetball going on in your thousands. But only 4,000 allowed at a racetrack. What? Yes, because mo fuck? motorsport doesn't appeal to the posh toffs that are in the fucking Houses of Parliament, do they? You don't see old Matt Hancock going, oh, I really want to go and watch a race this weekend. No, he's too busy fingering his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Anyone that feels bad for Matt Hancock, I'm sorry, but he can <laughs> cough, right? He told people you're only allowed 15 people at a funeral, but he was too busy balls deep in his assistant. So this, just everything that this government's done, they're screwing the motorsport industry. The only thing they're doing is allow the British Grand Prix to operate at max capacity. What about the circuits? The circuits are crying for people to come in and spend their bloody money. The teams have got sponsors that need people to look at their cars. Yep. It's as simple as that. I'll stop. Okay. Neil Ashcroft, Rob, yes. Rob, I've made you almost sound a little bit passionate about this. Yes. Neil Ashcroft, 104. That's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. 140,000 potentially going to Silverstone. But when you're cramming people into Wembley for the fucking Euros at 30,000... Right, Chris Slater, is it is it screwing the motorsport industry? Track days and full grids are healthy. That's one source of income. That's one... Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll save that. That's one source of income, but I'm sure the spectator money goes to the circuits. It's more income for them. Because to be honest, they've had a tough time the year and a half. But that, that's all I'll any, say on any that. Any kind of revenue that can be brought in by people being at racetracks needs to be allowed now. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. But again, Chris, you do make a good point. That's good. Track days are full. Grids are healthy at the moment. Well, they are. That's great. <laughs> and I'll just leave that there. <laughs> 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 Hancock oh, Gold and Space Finger Blaster Secretary. <laughs> and we wonder why oh, my, my supercar buggered off. 
<laughs> oh well. They, they buggered Mr. off because they had golf to cover. I think that pays more to them, bless them. Jonathan yeah. Bevan, Festival of Speed have got 100k a day. Mm. That's fantastic. That's superb. That's the motorsport industry getting their share of the pie. Talking of the Festival something? of Speed. Do you want to know something? Do you want to know something, everyone? What? We're going to be one of those 100,000. Yeah, we are. Yes, these pair of bandits are going to the Festival of Speed, albeit they've done it more or less every year for the past, what, five years have we done it? Four or five years? Six. This will be year six or seven for me, I think. Yeah, so I, you guys... I, only made possible by the wonderful man that is David Vardy, of yes. the Retro Barn and VRD. Um, yeah. It's only because of that wonderful man that I, uh, we get this opportunity. Yes, there we go. Definitely. But if anyone's there and you see us, come and say hi. We are going to start getting into tonight's topic, okay, the costs in motorsport. But I do have a bit of a disclaimer here. Now, Mario Neofita has brought up Lord March was at Brands to support his son racing a Cayman in the British GT weekend. He's posh, so Steph probably gets on well with him. And we do, <laughs> we, we have... He <laughs> has, knows him. Yeah, I mean, we have sort of made the point this evening that we're talking about the working man avoiding being able to afford club racing, which immediately rules Steph out because his house has a name on it, not a number. So, just, <laughs> Steph, Steph, just all I can say, mate, just try your best. I know it's going to be difficult for you to sort of relate with your kilometre driveway and everything like that. Um, but just, just try your best, mate. Just try your best. So the main sort of debate and hot topic really is the rising cost of club racing. Okay. So the entry fees, it would appear, are rising. The costs to hire the circuits are rising. Right. Now, the, the, a bit further than that. Well, tell you, tell you what, okay. We'll start off with you, Paul, because the reason we, we've sort of started doing it this week is because with your role with the Track Attack Race Club, you guys went to hire a circuit for a grid for your guys, didn't you? So take yeah. it take it from there, Paul. Tell us yeah, what happened. Uh, Steve Vince obviously runs our uh, club. Uh, yep. All we needed was a bit more track time. There, were, there was too many cars trying to enter. <clears throat> okay. To, just a minute, I'm pointing that way. Thanks to this gentleman here. Say no more, but uh, we'll laugh at that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and when he when he actually went to the circuit and asked for fifteen minute quality and two fifteen minute races, they wanted fifteen thousand nine hundred quid. <laughs> you're like, what? You, you, I mean, you equal that between if you only get thirty cars out. So if you're only allowed thirty cars out, that's over five hundred quid each. I mean, club racing. Some, some people will probably say, "Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing." Club racing when it's just guys like ourselves, other than uh, Steph. Five hundred quid. I couldn't afford that. No, exactly. Nope. I can't. Honestly, people, people think I've got loads of money because I've got a little race car. I've only got a two hundred six, for goodness sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? But trying to get out, those guys trying to get out that can't afford too much. It's just it's pricing is out there altogether. I mean, I know of people yeah. that's got plenty of money. They don't even want to pay that much money. And a couple of people yeah. that are packing up all together because it's just getting ridiculous with the costs. And that's that's the problem, isn't it? It's when people decide this is too much for me, I'm going, and we're going to yeah. slow. That's the fear because we've 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 when we first started this topic as a debate, we've had some very passionate people put some comments in already, and we're going to get to those. But one of the comments, okay, I'm. I'm I'm going to post it up now. Andy Wilson, I hope you're watching, mate. This is from you. Uh, bear with me. 
This is the production values, people. Let's see if this works. Oh, new feature. New feature. There we go. So, Andy Wilson, in a word, no. Club motorsport will not survive. It starts with the organising clubs. They take and take. Currently, the Classic Touring Car Racing Club are the only ones giving actual money back. In a sense, yes. I know they're, they're, we're going to have that instance as well. I know there's a few people running different entry fee systems. They have committed to giving all the money they make less running costs back to us, the competitor. Motorsport UK need to stop bringing its silly rules year after year that adds to the costs. There needs to be a complete rethink on the structure of our sport. Like three sets of basic reds to cover the whole standard production and modified production. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Easier said than done. Hmm. Easier said than done, isn't it? I mean, I yeah, I, I get what he's saying. Um, obviously, getting money back is a great incentive for a club to go. If you're going to go racing and someone says, hey, you could win some money if you race. Yep. It's a great, lovely incentive. Um but uh, yeah, you just depends on my, you know as you as you said, Paul. You, you, you... Question. Sorry, Nick. What's that? My daughter asked that... me that question when I first started racing. She said to me, oh, "Dad, Dad, what do you win? How much do you win?" I went, "Oh, nothing." She says, well, "What do you do it for then?" Come on, it's fun. Yeah. It? Go out and have some fun. Hey, yeah, it. Yeah, of course it is. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to be a paid driver, but it's never going to happen, is it? But we, we all go out there to have fun with our mates. They couldn't afford to pay yeah. them anyway. Yeah. I mean, Ian, would <laughs> Neil Ashcroft has asked this question. What would the usual cost? I assume it would it would vary from the circuits. But in your with both of your sort of experience in the past of dealing with racing clubs, what's the usual cost to sort of hire a circuit normally? They normally, most circuits charge... When I used to deal with them, we're charging by the minute. So you would, and it's not a standard fee. So Donington Park would be a different minutely rate to Brands Hatch, to Silverstone, to Mallory. So what we used to try and do um, is try and work out a mean average across the year because um, you, people need to budget. You know, it's, it's an expensive sport, we know that. Um, yeah. And you need to try and budget what your year is going to be. So if your entry fees are going up and down all over the place during the year, people can't budget. But if you, if you can try and have it so you can have a mean average across the year so you know that, for argument's sake, £375 a weekend will be every weekend you do, whether you're at Silverstone or at Donington or at Mallory, then everybody knows where they're at. And then, then you can you, – it's sort of the, the expensive circuits then – you know, the, the cost of what you have at Mallory may be a bit cheaper, but then that offsets the cost of the circuit, say someone like Silverstone. So it balances itself out at the end of the year. But um, it, there's no there's no set blanket cost about what circuit hire is. You know, it, it depends. I, think, well, um, I know going back about three years, I think Donington was the most expensive per minute to hire in the country. It was even more expensive than Silverstone. Um, but then you've got the offset of that is... Everybody, you know, everybody wants to go to Silverstone and Donington. No one wants to go to Pembury, but Pembury is a more yeah. affordable circuit. You get more track time for your money at Pembury, but then yeah. you know, then got to try and entice people to go to Pembury to get that track time. So it's 
it's a it's a hell of a balancing act. It's not as straightforward as saying to everybody, yeah, pay us three hundred pound a weekend and you can go racing. You know, it's not that straightforward. You have to almost work on what the circuit highway is, then work your cost back. I don't know how Paul feels. That's how we used to sort of have to look at it in a way. Yeah, I say a lot of our guys can't come out at the moment because they really can't afford it because of they've been out of work with COVID and everything. Mm. Uh, other other guys obviously worked all the way through it and been really lucky, so they can afford to come out. Yeah, mm. and yeah, well, I, mean, I like, guess what you just said about that. I mean, Alton Park, uh, track is like a running a, a on the is it the third? Yeah, it must have been this this weekend coming third into it this weekend. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. managed to get yeah. the same the same well more track time, twenty minutes qualifying, two twenty minute races, two hundred and twenty five quid. Mm. And, and what? obviously that's yeah, extraordinary exactly. good value. It is, isn't it? That's, yeah. what that's the first time we've had it. I mean, our, our race meetings are £350 a time. So no matter where we mm. go, no matter which track we go to, it's £350 quid a time. Mm. So, I mean, mm. that's that's not bad at all, really. It's gone up since last year. I mean, we spoke yeah. last year about having the cheap... We've got the cheapest club, or we've got the cheapest... Yeah. yeah I think we were the yeah. cheapest uh, series. Cheapest pound for that, so, pound for that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep it like that. Well, we're all trying to keep it like that, not just me. Because uh, we're introducing obviously a lot more drivers in with us with the two hundred sixes and trying to keep it as cheap as possible. But like mm, we yeah. said earlier on, the, the rate, the rise and the rise and the rise of the cost of the tracks, we just we can't do it. We really can't. Well, do that's it. the so, thing. Yeah, you... I mean, Alex, Alex Hughes says here, what excuse are the circuits? You, uh, maybe COVID. Yeah, well, you've I mean, got look. So you, you've obviously got inflation. Yeah, you've you've got inflation. So it's it's. Yeah, so obviously cost of inflation is going to go up. You need to hire medical staff, so they're going to cost a bit. Yeah. Track facilities, maybe a safety car driver. I don't. I, I would assume you have to pay the MSA to hire a clerk. Um, yeah, everyone needs to get paid, don't they? Yeah, we're the only ones not being paid. Yeah, well, they're that's it. They're all voluntary, but yeah. Yeah, I, bet, I, I bet. think it needs to be necessary. Don't, don't shoot. Don't shoot the clubs because it's not necessarily no. their fault. The cost is going up. No, and I think you know it's the easy thing to do as a driver would be to moan at the secretary of, your, of the club you're in because prices have gone up. But yeah, a lot of the time these price rises are out of their control. You know, you, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's almost like don't shoot the messenger. It's not their, it's not their doing that the circuit prices are going up. You know, they're they're all they're trying to do. You know, whether it be you know Paul's guys or. You know, anybody at ARC, Barry, all these clubs—they're just trying to get the best value they can. And yeah. you know, no, they—they, they, you know, to a point, they are run as a business, not necessarily to make a profit, but they have to break even. And you yeah. can't, yeah. you know, you, you can't, you can't get them hire a ticket for three or four thousand pound on a weekend and having four cars turn up. You know, as a business yeah. model, that's never going to—that's never going to sustain itself. So, yeah, you know, they, they have to look at what they're doing. But I think. Steve Vince lost at Mallory last time. You know, I mean, obviously the, the time he'd added to it, we added another, I think it was an extra 15 minutes or something, which cost him two grand. A few drivers didn't mm. turn up, so he lost that. So yeah, I think he only just broke even on that one. So yeah. He's making it hard for the club. Like you've got, I agree yeah. with what you're saying about the guys that are trying to run the clubs. It's just making it harder and harder. So it's yeah. all going to be passed on, isn't it, to somebody? And normally yeah. it's the drivers. Yeah, so the thing is, you know, you know, we, we we used to try and get sponsorship to cover some of the costs if we could. You know, of other things we've done, um, and it's and it's difficult. You know, it's it's very difficult. You know, the, with the current climate, obviously, a lot of companies have, have pulled in what they're spending. You know, three or four years ago, you know, we we could go and go to companies and we could offer them what we could offer them. 
um, and we can have some good relationships with them. But you know, obviously, mm. a lot of them, a lot of companies now have had to tighten that. So you, you, we haven't got that sort of fallback of thinking, well, we can we can do this this weekend because we have this much budget available. You know, the budgets the budgets will be going; they'll be shrinking. You know, and yeah. Um, yeah. things like CTCRT, You know, that, that it's good because they've got good grids. Obviously, they've got a lot of members. Um, you know, they've got a lot of selection of cars. That's good for them because then they can obviously that gives them the option to offer. You know, it's great offer offer an incentive to go racing like that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, not every club is in that financial position to do that. You know, and, and I think the thing is, if you if you want a club to succeed and you you like the racing it is, you need to support it because if there's no bums on seats, there won't be that club doing whatever they're doing because it relies on the competitors. I think it needs to, it needs to be. A, it needs to be looked at a two-way street. You know, yeah, the com- you know the competitors and drivers. You you want value for money. You want the costs as low as they can. But yeah. you know, please bear in mind that you know the organisers are trying to get the best deal. You know, for what the drivers want. You know, that they're not thinking. Oh, it's right. You know, it's five hundred pound this weekend. It's not a problem. Everybody's going to turn up. You know, they're fully aware that you know the situation people are in. And I think you know that the more in the open that that conversation has had, you know, hopefully. The more you know, people will realise the sort of things that the organisers are up against when they're trying to organise a race meeting. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I've, seen, I've seen with Steve Vince, yeah, I, I fully understand and I fully, I'm behind him. I'm behind him as much as possible to try and help him out as well. So. I mean, the, the comment here because I can remember as well. You know, around that time, I was doing two CVs with the college, and they were paying about three hundred quid a weekend for two twenty-minute races and a twenty-minute qualifying, and then it went down to fifteen minutes, sort of. 2014 2015 so it all it got to a point where you were paying for more you you were you were getting less track time for your money and now the i get inflation but is that just it is is it how the circuits cost I think, I, so much I, I, I suppose i suppose one of the one of the things we we probably would never find out is um there's, there's obviously been more infrastructure put in circuits you know there's things happen over the winter the MSA will expect the circuit and say, right, well, that barrier changed. We want this runoff changed. Um, the circuit obviously have to pay for that. You know, M- MSV is, you know, M- MSV is a circuit. If you went to Donington Park 20 years ago, went to Donington Park now, you wouldn't recognise the place. Um, no, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Facilities and all that. But, you know, it, it's great. Everybody likes, you know, we can, it's got nice, clean, new showers at all the MSV circuits. All the paddocks are tarmac. It's lovely, lovely place to go, but that cost has got to be burdened by someone. You know, if you if you want a nice paddock and a nice pit lane, nice shower, a nice cafe to go and have a cup of coffee, you know yeah. that 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 got to be funded from some point. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, Stuart Cheeseman does say is the rising cost of burgers. <laughs> yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well, we should just say actually. Um, if anyone was at Snetterton the weekend, did anyone enjoy the uh, chips and pasta for nine pounds? What? Chips, chips and, and pasta, pasta, everybody. Nine wow. pounds. Wow. Uh, just a <laughs> bit. Just, just, just a bit of a humour breaker here, referring to our earlier comments about said Matt Hancock. Uh, Ian's come up with this beauty. Hancock did say he had his finger on the pulse. Didn't know her name was Pulse. <laughs> as that that is good oh keep i'll tell you oh, what no, no. keep keep the man hadcock piss takes coming because the memes this week have been absolute oh. perfection if there's one thing if there's one thing this country does brilliantly 
It's piss taking memes. Oh, just <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Certainly uh, kept Chris, our weekend entertained. Chris Slater says it's not just the governing body; the organising clubs need to be realistic and run their series in line with their customers. The costs associated with some grassroots series are ridiculous. He then follows up with, but in my experience, the MS UK doesn't class circuit racing as grassroots. They're looking at auto tests and trials as grassroots. I don't get that. Yeah, but, yeah, but surely we're the bread and butter. Let's be honest. There's, there's, there's so much club racing in the UK that we are surely the bread and butter. Welcome to Bournemouth. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, we're we're the guys coming through the gates every weekend at circuits, aren't we? Mm. Same yeah. as track days. If someone amount of license holders, track day well. well, that's that's the worrying. Th the, the worrying bit is, and the MSA have already said over the years, license holders are dropping, and they're trying to address that by bringing in this new grassroots thing with the with the free by, license. By adding fifteen percent pay rate. Uh, well, but they then they then counteracted that by saying, "Oh yes, but we've got the free license for the grassroots stuff." Yes, but the problem is, you'll get people into it, and then when they turn up and go, "Holy shit, that's how much it costs." If you're not that much of a diehard racing fan, it's going to be very difficult to keep on at that license holder. I mean, I sat and worked out the other day when I was helping with the Porsche Championship less than 10 years ago, I think three quarters of that grid doesn't race anymore. Anything. And they, were out in, and they were out in Porsches. They A lot of them had a few quid. And I think a vast majority of it was they either found something else better to do or they decided it was too expensive for them. But we, we had one of the 206 guys who we met at the NEC he was yeah. coming to join us. He got all his car ready and everything. Then it came to the cost. He went, oh, right. Uh, I'm going to go to grass, grass tracking or whatever. Off-road. Off yeah, yeah. Off mm. Rallying, rallying. It worked out cheaper for him to go do the rallying than it did on a tarmac racing. So he, you know, like, he no longer stayed with us. And we were quite looking forward yeah. to him being with Simon. Like, so. But again, I mean, Chris Slater's made a good point here. So there's a hell of a lot more involved with the cost than the circuit fire and NGB money. Medical staff, scrutineers, clerks, stewards, admin staff, merchant fees, accountancy, insurance. Are the yep. costs rising more than other leisure industry costs? That's the thing. I mean, you, you say other leisure. Do they cost £15,900 for 45 minutes, though? <laughs> that's, the thing. <laughs> that's the thing that's the thing people in one day for 45 minutes going to earn 15,900 quid uh, you wouldn't think so no, would you? We, the, the, the problem is isn't it and again we've said it countless times on this show motorsport is expensive regardless yeah yeah, yeah it's not it's not like picking up a tennis racket picking up some balls and going and playing tennis at your local club it's not like that it's mm. It's massive, you know. Yeah. Even even if you take all of that out of the equation, even just you know, little old me or little old you, Rob, or anyone to, to even go and compete, you've got to put a good couple of grand in even before you've seen a racetrack. Yeah. Now you know, this this takes me to one of the comments, John. Full stop. Jonathan Bevan starts off with this comment. This is one of the ones he made as a, as a previous comment before we did the show. So he says, it makes me laugh, really, is motor racing has never been affordable. If you're serious, 
And at any level, you need to spend to win. I actually limit what I do now as the spend rate was mental to run at the front of the grid. Tires need constantly changing because they lose performance. Engine and gearbox have parts which have to be changed regularly to ensure they don't go bang. Been around racing all my life, and you just have to accept that it's a pastime for the wealthy. Go buy a Peugeot. Or buy a Peugeot. Or buy a Peugeot. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Sorry, the 206 is the cheapest chips. Cheapest chips for... What was it? What, well, we did a feature on it, wasn't it? It was three grand for the year? Yeah. Yeah, cheap, yeah. Honestly, it's so yeah, racing the Peugeot 206 GTI. Two and a half, three grand. And then 350 quid a meeting, yeah. So, and you feel yeah. all in your travels and your trailer, but... Yeah. 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 Yeah, Andy Wilson, JP took a ten million pound dividend out of MSVR. Ten million quid isn't a lot of money to. Uh, That's a lot of grass seed. That is a lot of grass seed. Now, yeah, I mean, you lot think, all keep using it. Well, I mean, to be fair, Jonathan Palmer is quite a controversial <laughs> character, but the one yeah, thing you can't. Go on, Nick. Uh, sorry, Steph. I say I can't. I can't quite remember. We spoke about that before because that came up before about his ten million quid, and I thought we got some information at some point of roughly where it went, and it wasn't all in his pocket, but more. Well, than I mean, well, you, you only, like 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 Ian said earlier, you only have to look at all the MSVR circuits to see where some of that money's gone. Yeah, true. And I mean, the the one the thing investment, you will say, the investment in any you go to you go to any MSVR circuit. You can see money has been invested. Yeah, yeah. They are, um, they've got the best facilities, the best viewing areas, the best but, cafes. But, you yeah. know, James Stone Street. I think it's a bigger picture than just entry yeah, fees. Absolutely. It's the bigger picture. Test days are crazy money. Even track yeah. days are not cheap now. Then you find yourself in a series where to have to be competitive, you have to pile obscene money into the car. This is where series like the 206 GTI has got a future, as you are more than likely to stomach a higher entry if you aren't having to spend thousands to stay competitive. Nick. True. I just Right, so I just want to say on that, this is where the diversity of racing works really well. Me, for instance, I can't afford to spend money to win races. There's checkbook racing out there. I started my racing career in checkbook racing, and I was never going to make it to the front of the grid because I couldn't afford to. That's why I took on going into the KAs. That's why the 206 GTIs work so well, because it's a one-make series, all capped, bang, you're all in the same piece of equipment. So there's, yep. there is, there's different racing out there to cater for. Don't get me wrong. We're all complaining about the cost, but there are some people that do club-level motorsport that are stinking rich, and it doesn't affect them in the slightest, and they can pour 10 grand into an engine build every weekend just so they can win a race. There's people out there that can do that. Yeah, I mean, to, but to be fair, mate, it's up to Steph how he spends his money. So it's... it's Well, there is that. I mean, you know, he's he's just he's just <laughs> had the driveway repaid. Adding another adding another <laughs> mile onto his driveway. Yeah, adding another mile. <laughs> now, Patrick Seal, this is one thing that we've we wanted to to champion this as a as a campaign. One of the, the key things that most of the circuits really don't maximise, which would massively help reduce costs for the racers, is spectators. Find a yes. way to fill the stands. Then all of the ancillary sales, catering, merch and advertising all mount up. Sadly, ticket prices are mental for a family. Missing a huge trick. Only Coombs seem to do a decent job of it. Yep. We've said that. We've said that. I think it's going to be a generation thing. Because I remember 
a few years ago now when I was a bit younger. It's hard to imagine, but maybe about 20 years ago. It wouldn't be unusual three or four to look at Autosport on a Thursday and say, oh, look, there's Formula Ford on at Brands Hatch on Sunday. Should we go down there? And we'd all pile in the car, go to Brands Hatch, have a day out, a few beers, whatever, and then come back in. Or we'd go to Setterton. Yeah. We'd have a look at what's going I don't think people do that anymore. They don't see what's on on a weekend and think, right, when I remember going to Brands Hatch for clubby meetings 20 years ago, and they were packed. And yeah. now they're not. And, you know, I think... I think maybe people aren't into it like like we are. Maybe it's a generation. I don't know. But you know, it used to be an event. And, you know, going back even further, you know, in the seventies, brands actually used to do like the Daily Mail race days, the, the Daily Mail race days, where they they give away vouchers in the paper. You, you collected your vouchers up, and you you went racing for the day. You know, you went and spectated, and they got a phenomenal amount of people there because people got in for free. But then the circuit made their money up on the merchandise, the burgers, you know, all the bits around the outside. Mm. You know, but yeah. you know, I don't. I think as a sport, I don't think it's. It's almost like it's not as fashionable as it was sometimes. I don't think. You know. Mm. Right, but how much is a ticket for our guys anyway? I ain't got a clue. Club racing. Well, someone's a uh, uh, Facebook user. The Facebook users are back. Uh, a family day out to watch club racing. If you have a family of four, over a hundred quid. That's why people won't go because, of yeah. course, you have your entry ticket. Yeah. If you're yeah. paying nine quid for chips and pasta, that's yeah. gonna. Um, take a pack lunch. Yeah, take a yeah. Take, oh, yeah. We've got another Facebook but then, now, but then that defeats the object of yeah, defeats the object, yeah. circuit, doesn't it? That, that, that defeats you. Yeah, but I mean, we've got a Facebook user here, so clubs are recognising it. I compete in a Type R trophy, which is pre pre prescribed cost. Fucking hell, try saying that when you're pissed. Um, this year, <laughs> albeit some enhancements to the car available, which he's done. I understand due to popularity, 750 Motor Club are considering other package seasons. It's not cheap, but it does help budget a bit. So I think theirs was you can either buy or rent a car. For, it's around the 10, 11 grand mark, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah. it's very well badged. So effectively, they're saying you can have a really fast Honda Type R. And we've, we've said it's the most versatile club race car out there. Yeah. So you could take that car after you've bought it and go race elsewhere. So yeah, like, and, ev- uh, like everybody does, like it, like everybody does. I mean, Luke Allen, he's made a very good point here, and I, I do get it because it was also mentioned in the run up to the show. I think a big part of it is that motorsport now has become more of a business orientated sport than a leisure activity. Big companies such as MSV and even at club level racing, there was race transporters turning up with professional teams of mechanics just to run a car. I couldn't afford to go racing if I had to pay someone to prep the cars, etc. I've seen it time and time again, people paying stupid money for people just to race crappy C1s. People see the races as an opportunity to rack up the prices. Yeah, but that's that's greed versus, well, not greed, but that's business versus fun. Yeah. You know? Or I say fun. Don't get me yeah. wrong. If I could run a car and come home even fantastic but at the same time if someone said to me hey nick can you run a car for me this weekend i'll pay you three grand for it i'm gonna take the three grand aren't i yeah that's they're 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 metaphorical nowadays we we also we also have a comment here from a gentleman called paul neville now i'm going to expand on this comment because i've actually got something to show you guys something that paul is doing which is good that that also helps with the costing so he's put the circuit holds all the cars as we have no alternative places to race apart from the m25 
If we want to race, oh, we have to use that. If we want to race, we have to use their facilities. It's a managed risk. They have to push their costs onto us, and it's probably based on a worst-case scenario. But I also feel there is disparity between a weekend full of race cars at three to 400 quid when track days have considerably more track time for considerably less dollar. Perhaps it should more be evenly spread out. Now, speaking Ooh. of spreading your costs, so Paul Neville runs the modified Fords. I raced with them last year at Full Power Live, and I'm planning to possibly go back and do it again in September, maybe one more round. Now, I want to show you guys how they do their entry fees, okay? I believe the CMMC Southern guys have also taken this on. Correct me if, if, if I'm wrong. So what I'm going to show you here is it's a little table. Bear with me. I know it's a bit boring, but let me get this uh, comment down as well. So, as you can see here, you've got a table of fancy names in there, okay? And on the left-hand side of it, you've got a price. Those drivers in green have paid a £100 deposit towards their entry fee. No, no, no. <laughs> Nick looks confused as fuck. I know that. No, hold on. I just need my... You just need okay. my phone. Bear with me. Bear with me. I know Nick's looking from, <laughs> Nick's looking from a tiny phone I just right put now. my glasses on. So this is the entry list, potential entry list, for the Alton Park round on Saturday, 14th of August. I know for a fact there's a few more names to go on there, including Phil Neal. So hurry your ass up, Phil, and get entered. Those guys in green have paid a £100 deposit towards their entry fee. The more drivers you get on there, so you see the numbers, the prices down the side, the more drivers you get in, that's your entry fee. So if they get to 31 drivers, their entry fee is going to be 275 quid. If they get to the Magic 35, it's going to be 250 quid. It varies on the different circuits because of how much the circuits cost. But you, what you have there, and that's readily available on the Modified Fords website, you can see how many people have already committed to enter. The guys aren't coloured in green, have said they want to enter, and they get to pay a deposit. But that, to me, is a good system to see, A, how many people you're all to be racing against, how much it's going to cost... And you can also encourage your mates to get in the garage, get your car sorted, and get on the grid. Do you know what I mean? And I really yeah. do. I champion this because I think it's a really good way to look after your budget. Like you said earlier, Paul, if you're going racing, you do it on a budget. That's a really good way of doing things. So, yeah, there, that's that, That's my bit on that. I. And you've seen by the modified Fords this year. They've had then, some... That, that, like I say, that's Paul, though, you know, helping the, the other... Or he's helping his modified Ford guys out by making it cheaper, by encouraging more people to come in. CTCRC are giving the money back to the people who are winning races. Some clubs are going, thank you, and putting the money in other ways. Yes. Be it better ways of running the club. Or some people are putting money in their pockets going, cheers, guys. That's a nice weekend for me. It everybody runs their businesses differently, don't they? So Okay, but so the... it, it's testament to Paul that that system works when you see all of those Fords rock up at Mallory Park. And we've we've said it, it's one of the best looking grids out there. Look at them. Look at it. It was a packed grid. And at Four Power Live, they've got two grids. They are that subscribed. Yeah. They've got two grids and nearly 60 cars. Exactly. Because we of that. Could, why, why is we that? We could do that to get the time at the right price. Yeah. Now, now, now we've got all the V-dubs. We've got TTs. We've got the 206s. We've got Talk. 
we, we could fill it. That's it. Yeah, the problem is that could be the issue with the TTs. Have you got the money set aside for the hair products that will, elaborate, that will inevitably come across as an extra cost with the TTs? I know the MX-5s have this same issue. Um, oh, yeah, there's 30,000 million MX-5s. Uh, Nick, we've got CCs coming along soon, mate. CCs? <laughs> yeah, proper hairdresser cars. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We're, Maxine, I'll loan you that one, mate. I will definitely loan you that one. Horses for courses. <laughs> we have no. <laughs> <way>. <laughs> uh, Horses for courses. I'll even take the. I drive it. I drive yeah. it as well. You, you go <laughs> on. <laughs> Put that on the show. You get a CC out there, and I'll drive it. I'll oh God, go. Nick is going to look so funny in that. That's got a, that. That's a show in itself. Maxine, I will say, yep, yeah, horses for courses. Some people don't have the mechanical knowledge to work on the car themselves, but that's that's a fair comment. And there are people out there that provide a good service. Um, but I have known, you, you know, I do and, that. Yeah, I mean that I, that that was a comment as well. There are some race teams that will charge you a reasonable fee to hire the car, and then there will be some teams that will charge double for the same thing. But it's but if they've well, got a business to run, yeah. Really. But if they fill the seats, then they've won, haven't they? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm working for Chandler Motorsport at the moment, and obviously they're up and coming, and they're not charging stupid amounts to people. They're doing quite well. No. They've got a Ginetta G55 and the Golf as well to go out in the mm. Rick car. I mean, they're offering the yeah. seat at a cheap price as well. If anyone's interested, yeah. they're advertising there for Chandler Motorsport. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we, go. we always let you guys have your chance. Go for it. Andy Wilson, we know we know Andy Wilson is not scared to make a comment. He puts too many clubs taking, very few giving back. Good point. There, 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 uh, the problem point. is, it's, it's it a is a good point. point. The problem is you will get some clubs are run like a business and some clubs are run like a family. And they, yeah. But that, it is business. Some businesses will have a margin to say, Unless we take a 10% profit from this weekend, it doesn't go ahead, you know, or something like that. They'll, they'll have yeah. a margin they've got to aim for. It's got to be, you know, there is people out there that would love to put on motorsport and it'd be cheap as chips and we're all doing it for lovely, lovely luck. But a lot of people put a lot of effort into places. And if, if it's your bread and butter, if it's what pays your bills, you're going to charge for it. It is. Okay, well, I... I I get that. I understand that. Ian's just having a bit of a crisis with his camera right now. I do get that. Now, Rob Sadler um, and, and and Mike Seaborn made some very interesting comments. I'll go with Mike Seaborn's first. Bear with me. I'm just doing my my lovely copying pasting of previous comments. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right. It is coming. It is coming. It is. it is. So it's Christmas. So Mike Seaborn said, I don't know Club Motorsport any different having only raced for a few years, but it's definitely a rich man's game. My impression is that there are very few grids not corrupted by cash. The financial barriers to running at the front are monumental in all but most spec series. And for someone with my taste who prefers retro machinery and has little interest in tin tops or hot hatch series, there's no way I'll ever cobble a car together in my shed that can compete with the budgets. It's kind of it's we well, I mean like Nick, you said your first year in racing, you 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 had a car it, it was a great championship there were some fantastic cars in there but you had to spend some money to be at the front. 
Yeah, I I never ever ever would have got where I want because don't get me right. Some people again don't do it for the same reason I do it. But I go out to race and I will try my hardest to win whatever you stick me in because I'm competitive. But it soon became yeah. very apparent where I first started racing. It was just never going to happen in the car I had with the cars I was against. Mm. I could never afford to put the amount of money into my car. You know, I'm a humble bloke. I work I work day in, day out. I have a proper real-life job. I have, I have no money behind me. I have no rich parents or anything like that. I'm just I'm a, a, an average Joe... I just and I'm an average Joe, hardworking guy that loves motorsport. That was once upon a time. You know, my wife said to me, "Why don't you give it a go?" So I did, and I've worked bloody hard for where I am now. Uh, I'm exactly the same with me, Nick. I had exactly the same. My missus said, yeah. I, I did a bit of karting just for fun, and I did yeah. quite well. And then my wife says, "Why don't you get a car?" So me and I got another guy called Nick bought the Peugeot together. Yeah. Went out with the uh, 750 MC in the hot hatch. I was getting my arse kicked, mm. but I had so much fun. But I was, yeah, I was at the back because I couldn't spend that much money on it. Uh, yeah. Track, uh, invited me and Nick uh, for the first race in 2017 in uh, Mallory, and I went out and won. Big headed like, yeah. uh, uh, but yeah. I went out and won that race. And I tell you what, I've never looked back, mate. I absolutely love it. I love going out with the guys. Yeah. It's nice and equal. Yeah. It's cheap enough to go and do it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a rich man. I own a cleaning company, and that's it. I just have fun. Yeah. I've got some. Tell you what, I have got some good uh, sponsors though. They've stuck with me from the beginning, which is really nice. I mean, they don't get nothing out of it other than a bit of advertising, but they've stuck yeah. with me. So happy as Larry with that. <laughs> Superb. Who Charles wouldn't Boniface. want to be stuck with you? Charles Boniface. You he says the same, Nick. Well, it's, it's true. And you yes, know. Without, you know, unless you're in a spec series, like I say, yeah. so I obviously did what I did in my Vectra. Yes, it's not the fucking the best car to ever pick, but it was the car I wanted to build. Don't tell, don't tell James Stone Street that one, though. Wow, well, yeah, yeah, but he's got a Vectra C, and they're rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> joking, James, I'm joking. Um, but then that's why I went to do the KAs, because it was a one-make series with my mates. Who's over that yeah, side? Yeah, also, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say they're all there, mate. <laughs> but that also also still costs your money. Like every single yeah. race weekend, if you want to be at the front, you need brand new tires. You need to have your your engine needs to be on point. Your gearbox needs to be on point. You have to change every yeah. single wheel bearing. Every single bush has to be to yeah. make sure you have no failures. You know all the exhaust. You know it still costs yeah. tons of money to make sure that yeah. car can go to you'll the front. Right. You'll be all right, mate. You can sell a couple of them chains here, look. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> 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 and I've noticed it's switched from Carlsberg looking, looking. to uh, $10. the old uh, cider now, aren't you, Chris, Chris Pratt, now we... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I take Chris massively seriously. <laughs> I'm going to take Chris's point here as well as, as someone that has been in motorsports such a long time from the very top to the grassroots as well. And he puts, believe me, you can use your money wisely and be very competitive. Choose a good championship with a class structure. Try and win the class where you can't spend thousands on an engine. Build a network. Use tips and info to improve you in the car. You don't need to run under someone's awning to win. Yeah, I get that. I know, to be honest, that's kind of that's kind of the aim this year for me personally. I know the, guy, the guys in the mini as well. I mean, Steph's got millions anyway. We know that, but they're still sort of looking after. The, the... I wish. I wish. <laughs> they're still, you know, they're still looking after the pennies. But Nick, 
I mean, what you said doing with a Vectra holds strong with me. It was the same. I literally, my first year, I bought a road going Focus that was an MOT failure, built it up to do the 05s. My first year, we didn't have hotels or anything. I kicked in the back of the estate car yeah. that I towed the race car to the circuit in. Me and the missus pumped the airbed up in there. It was very cozy. But still went, you still went racing though, didn't you? We still went racing and we made do with that. And I know, I mean, uh, Sam McKee, I, I, I will say about Sam McKee, he did say it's not going to be all doom and gloom. And he does, he shares the car with a lot of people that want to go racing. And a lot of the two driver series, as I'm finding out this year, you can share your costs and that keeps the costs down. So that, you know, that that's a positive. You, you can share the costs across the weekend, even when we there, raced... there are ways of saving money. There is ways of yeah. not spending You're also money. Also, sharing that experience with your mate as well, aren't you? And it's a team effort again. I think, I think the thing yeah. is that different people want different things, don't they? You know, you get some people that want to be win, win, want to be out the front and winning and everything. Other people just want to go and have a good weekend. And if they're racing over last place, they if they have a good race, that that will keep them happy. And I think you know. It, it goes back to um, Andy Wilson's comment about having like class, simple class structures. Unfortunately, you're dealing with thousands of people that have all that all want different things. You know, some people yeah. want to get the car over a period of time. Some people want a car that you just wash, put in the garage, get it out, go racing, wash it, put it away again. And I think yeah. the, the, the problem that's is be, there's so many people who are kind of pleased that that's the that's the that's the crux of it i think is so many variables that you're not going to please all the yeah. people all the time are you yeah well yeah i mean you know sticking with obviously with andy wilson sticking with the ctc i say you know you look at classic thunder and stuff like that there's people in there that have want to spend thousands on a fire breathing monster you know to absolutely destroy everything in its path there's people that want to do that i'd love to do that but i can't afford to do that you know, yeah. there, there are people that have got the money to just... Yeah. Oh, and know. by all means, have the championships there so people can go and do that and spend their yeah. money as a hobby, but have the fire-breathing machines as well. Yeah. AJ makes the point here. Some people spend in excess of 50 grand a year to do club racing. That's mental money. That's yeah. nearly... I mean, that's nearly double what my salary is for a year. Yep. But some people have got that money. Yeah, some, although, some people we, got them. although we talk yeah. about money, you know, some people just have it. And we've just all got to understand that everybody is from a different walk of life. Yeah. You know, I use the guys because I really like their cars and I really like what they do. The weekend we did the KAs and you had the deranged motorsport guys there. Right. And we yeah. heard that their KAs cost them eight grand each because they fully acid dipped the cars, painted it. Their cars look absolutely spectacular. I know they race in the TDT, TDC with their Clios, but then yeah. they also race Ferrari Challenge and various other things because they've got the money. But you can't sniff at them coming and doing the KAs because, you know, why not? They've got the money, but we're still rocking up in our little. Uh, Renault traffic or whatever make your van is, Steph, with a with a, a grand's worth of trailer and something we've botched together in a, in a workshop at work. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we've I'm still managed to win a race because um, it's half nine and I've been, I've been here since seven this morning. Oh, um, and I've got to get right. a customer back. <laughs> so I've got to see a customer tonight. So um, that's right. I'm sorry I have to shoot off, but um, no, it's been very. I think. 
it's, it's one of those debates that's going to run and run, I think, isn't it? I, th yeah. I, 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 I think it is. There, there might there yeah. might be a part two to this debate coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel. <laughs> sequel. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll get different people I've on next time. I've never been this quiet in my entire life. You oh, I know that. Where's, where's the real Paul Rush? <laughs> I know. I'm going to you three. You never shut up. Thank you very much, Ian Fowler, for joining us on the show there. So Ian's going to leave us. We are going to carry on with this debate. Right, there we go. And now we're down to four. I know, now we're down to four. Right, you know what happens, though? As soon as the first person leaves, everybody leaves. It's like being at a pub. Vic <laughs> Hope, yeah. Full Power Live. How come hey, Enduro K8 will be paying a higher entry fee than modified force? reading off this. <laughs> that my script. <laughs> now, Vic Hope's put here, uh, how come the K8 is going to be paying a higher entry fee than modified force? I think it's to do with numbers, but I think the KAs do get four 20 minute races, don't they? And qualifying. So they get more track time. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's as simple as but that. They, they get more... There's more cars, so. It, it, but then that's yeah. where the MSV, you know, could balance it out. I'm sure they're getting a very, they'll break even that weekend quite happily. But yeah, exactly, but exactly. It, again, now... it, it all depends on how the the business model works, isn't yeah. it? Chris Slater also makes this very good point. Circuits are limited to what they can do with their estate and how they trade. They're limited mm -hmm. by planning permission to the numbers of noisy days per week, month, year. Yep. They also have obligations to the local community to not interfere with local infrastructure each weekend. The running costs of opening a circuit to run a car boot sale or a food market, for example, will never compete with a farmer and a field with Portaloose. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. To be honest, I think that was kind of in a response. Of, uh, that was in response. I was reading through the comments. Someone did put, why don't the circuits, as well as running a race meeting, put something like a car boot on at the same time? Uh, I think something like that would... You wouldn't really be bringing spectators in, would you? You would have people that would specifically turn up to do that and then bugger off, so that's not really drawing people to the race. <laughs> They've come for their local car boot, and all of a sudden, there's a bunch of two o sixes whizzing round them. Round yeah. the car boot, not quite. Yeah, the, the car, car boot. boot yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Hunter. Tony Hunter. I could spend but, more, but I refuse to, as it's supposed to be fun. Exactly. There you go. There's that as well, isn't there? I agree with that. Yeah. I've, I've, obviously, I've obviously got my uh, loan car, which I'm going to start renting out. I've got a young man that's having it. But I've not done it to earn anything out of it. I've done it to get another car out on the track. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, not... as where someone else would put a 20% markup on it so they get some yeah. money out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Everybody's I'm, different, I'm, I'm Luke. Everybody's different. different. I'm going to drop myself in it here because they'll all want to do it. I loaned it Stuart. Right to help him out because he really wanted to go and race at Alton, and he was stuck without his car. You know what I mean? So I just, I even lent him my trailer. I just said, "Come up from me." He's driving miles to get up here. I said, "Just pick my trailer up, go and take it, have a good weekend, and drop it back when you've done." And he did. And he got in, he got on the podium twice. And well, I won't say it's a proper setup car. It's just a two hundred six, really. But he went out and had fun and got it on the he podium. Did. Love yeah, there yeah, you go. And that's a good side of it. Patrick Seal, uh, Chris is bang on to uh, 
Chris Pratt's earlier point. We spent some money using his services and driver tuition from Sarah Moore, who had a fantastic result oh, in the W she? series at the weekend. That was superb. Was we was we were four seconds faster at the end of the day. Cheapest modification we've made by far the biggest game. We're now much more competitive than we were with the same car. Again, what I'm doing tomorrow, get some seat time. Sometimes people will spend money making their car faster, and sometimes you just need to sort the squishy bit in the seat. Yeah. Behind the wheel. Yeah. Um, you, you learn a lot through time. You learn a lot about setup, your tyre pressures and everything. I've been learning yeah. so much while I've been working on the tools. Yeah. It's, it's coming massively handy. I've been doing bits and bobs myself on the car instead of getting somebody else to do it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and and that all adds that all adds to saving the cost as well. I mean, normally yeah. the way I run it, it's me, um, Phil Neal, Solar Motorsport. He's been an absolute godsend and a really top mate coming and helping running the car. You know, you get you get your mates and your family involved as well. That all helps. I mean, Charles Boniface puts here, sleeping in the car, a standard way of saving money for sure. Been doing it since I started karting with my Ford Fiesta. That's a that is cheating if you're karting with a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I think you no, needed no. to put that in a different way, Charles. So shows if money goes to the important places, you can still do well and have fun. You don't need luxuries and comfort if the racing is your focus. Yeah, I can, I can get that. And again, you know that there are a lot of people that that sort of go to that extreme. I mean, we've we've kept in vans and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. But like some I have built, said, I built a bloody van to sleep in to save money, and then I ended up sleeping in a hotel with those idiots more of the time because they'd all bugger <laughs> off to a hotel and leave me on me tod. Yeah, but uh, it was thirty-three quid, and it was called the Beijing Dragon. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was amazing. If you do actually, if you do get a chance there, that'll be a shameless plug for Stefan's vlog of the KA Cadwell weekend. It is a very, very funny watch. If you do get a chance, especially their tour of the hotel, it is the most Shanghai shit you've ever seen. Unreal. Chinese hotel. <laughs> they love, yeah. love you long time. Uh, yeah, you want you want to talk about saving money? There needs to be more Chinese hotels in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ Owen, but like someone else said, you don't have to spend thousands to be at the front. There are some people that do. That's the thing. You yeah. you, you can have a series that sets up. Uh, and I've known it in the past. You have series that set up for a five grand car and a guy will turn up with a 10 grand car and we'll be putting new tires on it every weekend. Unfortunately, you will get that in motorsport. You'll get that it's... in every, mo you'll get that in every bloody avenue of motorsport. Yeah. Paul, Paul puts it across. Their grids will be 275 quid if they can fill them. That in today's, it's good. That's what who, I was who... paying six months ago, uh, six yeah, years ago. Who... Sorry. Hopefully, who can beat Steve that? Vince is like, Steve Vince, you need to see that, mister. If we can get it at that price, I'll be happy as Larry. Uh, right, so go on then. Who can beat that? Who can beat the modifiers for price, you know, for going oh, racing? We can. 225 this weekend at Alton Park. 225, there you go. <laughs> do, 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 do I see lower than 225? I don't know how this man Do I see lower than 225? Yeah. <laughs> Shine Automotive, I've been locked in the back of that van. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes you has. have <laughs> and he had yeah. a good time did you love him long time <laughs> we, him. we still love him long time his <laughs> van's bigger than ours now as well so he can yeah. have to, he's gonna have to lock me in it next time yeah um 
Charles, if anyone is working to looking to work on the bit on the seat, he knows a great ARDS instructor who is affordable. Yes, if you can, get yourself onto the ARDS website. There's loads of instructors on there that are all looking for uh, work at the moment. Shameless plug, I know. Stu Waits. Stu Waits. I was paying 295 quid in 2010 in production BMW when they had 3 million cars on the grid, similar to the Mazda's. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's that's um that that's a bloody good price for it, and that was kind of roughly yeah. what what you were getting, even up to six years ago. It it was. But, so what's changed in those ten years? Everything's even got five a years. More even five years. I mean, life, I, I, life has got better showers. Yeah, but, yeah, but no. But yeah. all jokes aside, all jokes well, aside, outside. Sorry, egg one. But I was just going to say, outside of motorsport, yeah. every, everybody knows the richer getting richer, the poorer getting poorer. Mo- regardless of it being motorsport, the thing is, they're putting the prices you, up and they're still filling the grids. Until they stop filling the grids, prices won't go down. Yeah. They'll keep pushing, yeah. Everyone will keep pushing the boundary until they go, ooh, that was too much. And we'll have to lower it down to get off. And that's that's a very astute point. That's a very astute point there, Steph. And it's also one of the scariest points that can be made, because by that's the time the you by the time you start to struggle seeing people get on the grid, it could be too late. Yeah, true. But the problem is but the rich people will be all right. This COVID stuff hasn't helped because everyone's staying at home. They want to go do something. Every single race is pretty much booked. Every single track day within the next two months is almost booked. So everyone's going, well, I'll just keep putting the price up then because they're just going to keep paying it. It's supply and demand, isn't it? Supply yeah, and demand. That's where we're at. You at can moment. provide everyone a service and everyone's paying for it. Yeah. Even, yeah. At the Chinese, even at the Chinese hotel. Yeah. Even at the Chinese hotel. Even at the Chinese hotel. Highly recommend it. With the un- if anyone's... I'll prefer the back of the van. <laughs> So I've lost another comment. It was a really good comment, and it was one that I wanted to. Uh, here we go. It's from Facebook user. So, oh, Facebook, oh, user. Facebook user. I mean, Andy Wilson. I know you're watching tonight, and you wanted to have more of a debate about this. Well, I'm going to say it now because I, I, I write the scripts and kind of plan ahead anyway. But I think this needs to be part two, which will go in three weeks. With all this said, what is the future of club racing? It's quite an important question. Exactly how it is now. Yeah. You really? It will be just rising costs for everybody, and the people that can afford it will be all right, and the people that can't will have to go and play tennis or golf or something. We'll go play Enduro KA 206 or C1s. Yeah, there's affordable... It's affordable racing out there. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to put my hands up now. I'm out. I can't do racing anymore. I can't yeah, afford can. to go you've racing anymore. You've got a CC to race. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> literally... Okay, that'll be my last race then. <laughs> I, you know, I I can't afford to go racing anymore. Oh, Nick, that's a hint, isn't it? Do you want to lend my two? No, no. Straight up. Any racing I do right. from now on yeah. will be begged borrowed and stolen from someone or for promotional purposes i can't put (laughs) i can't afford to put my hard-earned cash into racing anymore i can't 
Uh, Ross Hampson the strings of my violin have worn out. I know. Oh, um, shut now... up! You've got you've got a spare violin, probably you rich bastard. <laughs> yeah. Now Ross um, Ross Hampson makes makes a point here, and thinking about it, right? There's something that was there 20 years ago in terms of sponsorship, oh, and it was quite. Sponsorship. But right, can you think about something that was there 20 years ago, Paul? You'll probably be able to remember this more than anyone else in motorsport. What was there 20 years ago and helped a shitload of drivers? and club series get money because it was readily available in terms of sponsorship and its branding was everywhere. My hair. There we go. Paul Rice has hit the name on the head, tobacco money and beer money. Because chances are, if you went to a Formula Ford festival, it was the Benson and Hedges Formula Ford. Tobacco advertising was everywhere and the money was readily available. How many old racing drivers can you think of that went to Philip Morris and got a couple of grand to run in Formula Ford. One minute, I'm going to tell you, call you a cheeky bastard anyway. Why would I remember that from 20 years ago? Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, you would have been a young, up-and-coming teenager. Correct, you are correct. A, a young, up-and-coming <laughs> teenager. <laughs> but that that's the thing. If you look... If you look at old newspaper clippings as well, you, you would have races that were advertised by the newspapers, club races yeah. advertised by the newspapers. It Not doesn't anymore. very happen. different world we live in now, isn't it? Because it's easier now just to make the racer pay for it. Yeah. Maxine Nichols. Plus, there we go. Nail on the head. Especially with the COVID situation now, everyone's starting to post going to struggle to find sponsorship even more. Jonathan Bevan has answered the question. Historic racing will be okay. The rest will be finished. <laughs> I hope, I hope and pray that is not the case. Time we get there, K will be pretty historic. historic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick so. Seal says, but advertising will only be there because the stands are full. You need spectators to advertise too. And that's very true. I mean, going to my point about the newspapers... There used to be newspapers that would you would you would cut out a ticket. I mean, who remembers World Series by Renault? Free tickets in a magazine, and they turned up at Silverstone in the thousands, absolute thousands. They got free. the free they got the free tickets, and Silverstone did make money on that. I remember them saying back in the day because the Grand Prix was just about the only thing they didn't fucking make money on because of Bernie Eccleston. So. Mm. Now, Tony Hunter, I do believe circuits are trying to recoup lost money quickly and getting away with it at the moment. I'm sure the bubble will burst. Then we will be in the shit. Let's You're not hope... Tony. Tony's got plenty of money. He's got more money than this man above me. Well, <laughs> and Stu Waite says as well, there are too many small grids because of too many series for the same car and customer. Yeah. So you've also got the but point as well. No, so you've no got, and that, I mean, that's the thing, Nick. You, you say things could potentially be the same from now and the fact that people aren't for, with the future of club racing, you've got all that. So you've got too many small grids because the MSA have their hands tied. You've got the price of stuff going up, which is just up here. That's another issue. One thing that hasn't been mentioned tonight, but it's starting to get in the news a lot, is the environmental issue. That's going to start. The next couple of years, that's going to come in big style. They're already checking for cats now. But I can guarantee you, in a few years, they could potentially limit race days because of how much emissions they are. I think I think Steph's just died. Yawn. I know, mate. I know, Steph. Is, is, I'm as bored about it as you, mate. 
But unfortunately, it could happen. Well, the thing is, we can't we can't discuss that. Well, I know they want the, the new boss of van where it's got the ramp there to lift them up to check they've got uh, caps on. Yeah. Oh, that's, 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 yeah. been, that's <laughs> been going on in yes, yeah, it's been bad. going on for years. That's bad. Are the live feeds actually hurting club racing because people don't need to go to the track to see it? It's a fair point. It is a fair point. But people weren't going to the circuits before the live streams came on. Exactly. And what the live streams have actually done, oh, people are paying for it because they're getting more exposure from the live streams and getting better advertisements. Steph needs a piss. Uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Let's not limit sponsorship reach to those people physically at the circuits. Corporate days, event hosting, social media. The world is your oyster. Very good point, Chris Slater. If you could take a company on a little jolly in your race car, fucking hell, yeah. that'll teach you. That'll uh, put a little experience in someone's pocket. I, hey? I, I, couple, I, I, couple of hot laps in a race car. Yeah. One of my, one of my sponsors came to me, and he's, he's been with me since 2017. And he asked me last last year. I got two two I got two two oh sixes at that point. My new one that I had at the show. And he said mm. to me, "If I pay for the track day, I want to look after my staff. I want to say thank you to my staff." We went up to Alton with both cars, and I tell you what, we had an absolute awesome day. And that was yeah. just to say thank you to his staff. So my, mm. my yeah. sponsor is amazing, honestly. Fantastic. Give him a shout out. Give him a shout out. You're allowed to plug him. Oh, CST Automation, Jeff Careful. What a man. What a man. Yeah, uh, real good, real good friend of uh, Warren Fletcher, Kelvin's dad. Obviously, Kelvin Fletcher who races in the G. Well, oh yeah, Andy Sutherland. Believe it or not, Warren, but Warren sponsored me in 2017 as well for the year, which was amazing. I love that. That was great of him. I actually sat at the table when I was at the touring car and said, "Paul, you're a really nice bloke." He said, "We'll give you such a, such a man. I'm not going to tell you what he gave me." And then Jeff stuck with me ever since. Warren obviously is too busy paying for uh, Kelvin to race and to afford the Bentley. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, it all helps. Oh yeah, yeah. if you if you can get it, definitely. Uh, Andrew Banthorpe, one certain. Been, I've been quite lucky because obviously I'm, I mean I, I'm not I've not got a big budget. I don't throw stupid money at the car. Yeah. Uh, my car literally gets chucked on the trailer. It goes back up to the lockup. It comes out a couple of days before to get checked over, make sure everything's safe, and it goes back out on track. Yeah. And that might not be a big edit. I, I put it at the front a lot. I mean, I've, most races I've been up the front. I love it though. I love being at the front, just like you, Nick. Yeah, exactly. Outstanding. I, so I just, I've just seen Andrew Banthorpe's uh, comment here. One certain short overall promoter is trying to stop live streaming to protect his spectator income. That's quite. That's quite an extreme measure. Fair play but, for giving it a go. Yeah, I mean, if he's worried. Paul Neville. We live in a digital age now, though, don't we? Yeah, true. Reduce the entry fees to about 100, 150 quid. Plan. You'll make the same having as less cars or high prices. But club racing will regenerate and it'll draw in spectators again with full grids. Mm. It's a risk, but... Yeah. So he's going to be brave I'm, enough to do it, though. Right, I'm just, um, I'm just keeping an eye on the time. Uh, we are, we are getting quite late today. Yeah. So to, to, to sort of sum this up, chaps, what needs to be done about the rising costs in club motorsport? You just, I think people just need to learn smarter ways of spending their money within a club weekend. Steph, do you hope? 
do do your homework, things like that. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think <clears throat> if if you go and search for big bucks, you've got big bucks, so you, it's inevitably going to happen, and the people with the money are going to end up going together. And yeah. then you've got to think about sensible writing. If, if you're doing it on a budget, it's the same. The two sixes, the Ks, whatever. You know, there's some sensible racing. C1s. Sponsored by yeah, Silver C1s. Not minis. Yeah. No minis. No, don't, no minis don't break all mini. the time. Uh, that's an expensive man's game. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> um, you you need know. shares it's, in supercharger I, belts. I, I, think we're, I think we're in the wrong point of time at the moment to try and help with reducing the cost of motorsport because the circuits are trying to recoup money from COVID and all the rest of it. And at the point, as I just said a minute ago, that they could fill the grids easy and fill the tracks easy so they could just keep pumping the prices up. That's the thing, isn't it? So, you, so, you... so effectively, you, you wait until the bubble bursts and then you have to go, right, we need to do something about this now. But that's what, that's yeah, what Tony Hunter oh. Tony Hunter just said, Danny. Tony yeah. Hunter said when the shit lit the fan. Is that the, oh, I yeah. think the majority of it that is, but as I said, there's there's certain clubs out there that are there for the racer and yep. are helping out. But yep. you've got the, 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 the bigger bigger names out there are obviously trying to sort out their money. Business situation, orientated. But, yeah. Yeah, business yeah, orientated. Well, the, the one point like when you say obviously businesses and everything like that, but if, if club racing as it is collapses, if the bubble bursts and club racers struggle but to get Nick, yeah. I'm just going to put my point across. Club racing isn't going to collapse yet. When you've got grids of 44 yeah, yeah. KAs, 30, yeah, yeah. 40 cars in track we'll day championship. We're, you know. we're, talking, we're talking about when the bubble bursts. If it will it. Yeah. Well, because the KAs will rot away before that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, then, then there'll <laughs> be another card to replace yeah. it. Personally, I agree with Jonathan. The MSA need to start looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, but we've all seen do. that they take a back seat. We've all take. We've all seen that they don't. They okay. don't. Then, yeah, that's yeah. That's true. MSUK need to look at it now. Yeah, I agree with that, Jonathan. I just read that one. Sorry. Taking it. Yeah, but it went up. But I think. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Ashcroft has asked, yeah. what is the MSA UK strategy for club racing? Um, I know speaking to Andy Johnson, he was invited to a seminar to speak about the future of club racing. They didn't Again, really it, say it, a lot, and, and he wasn't be, invited back. It'd be sod all, though, because it's making money. At Why the are they going to change anything at the moment? Because it's making if, money. Uh, that's the thing. If you looked at club racing as a whole yeah. and the business plan, I yep. 100% they'd be in the green and making tons of money. Right. As a whole, as a big umbrella. You yeah, know, there's right. clubs strug there is clubs struggling and there's clubs thriving, yep. but yep. as a whole, you only have to look at what we do and we cover all of this club racing. Club racing at the moment is absolutely fucking booming. There is racing everywhere for the people that can afford it. Well, yeah, exactly. but people can afford it and people are affording it. Yeah, a lot of people can't, though. This if, is, this, if, that's the whole point. No, yeah, so no, I get, I, yeah, I get that. And I get that. And you, you saying about shit hitting the fan, when you're looking yeah. at club racing as a whole and there's only 10 people, 
exaggeration, but there's only 10 people that can afford to go racing. Then they're going to go, shit, we need to do something. But when you've got hundreds of thousands of people racing... And that's a good point They're not going to worry about it. Mark have just lost a fortune. Now, I don't know about the financial state of other clubs. That's how the club runs. I'm saying, yeah, they've definitely... All clubs have lost a lot in the last year or so for the whole COVID situation. They got people... But even but even even comes, the thing is, Steph. Even before COVID, it was known that there were some certain clubs that were struggling financially. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 like any business. How many businesses have you seen close their doors? Yeah, because very people true. aren't coming in through their doors. Crusader. <laughs> well, a lot of people can't afford a Ferrari. They don't mean about it. They buy a two hundred six GTI instead. Exactly. <laughs> Right on the It's what happens though, isn't it? I'll show you a 206. Yeah, I mean, we would all love to go race British GT, but we can't afford it, so we go and race 4Ks or 206s. Yeah, but I I guarantee, I guarantee the smiles you get coming out of one of Ball's 206 GTIs will be bigger than some idiot driving in British GT. Uh, 100%. They're much more fun. If you measured it on smiles per gallon, I guarantee you could have fun for less. Yeah, that's very good. I mean, MSV did double bubble at Snetterton this weekend because they rented out the 200 and the 100 circuit of the yep. Snetterton. Yeah. Jonathan Bevan says cool, as well, COVID masked the problem. And it did. I mean, the, the one thing, like you say, under the big umbrella of the economy, the businesses that were already struggling, it cut them out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Chris Slater, do they have to remove the gearbox for a pointless flywheel? I'm not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there's there's someone there doing some sneaky business. They just haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, nine out of, nine out of the ten cars passed it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Andrew Smith, I believe the cost of a circuit for a day is around 75 grand. I think it depends on the circuit, Andrew, but I get it's a rough cost. People like Bark has to get money from club racing. And I get that. I get that. It's, yeah, I think COVID masked the problem. There'll be a, a boom for the next couple of years, maybe in two, three years when the, we had it with the GFC in 2008. The, the top, top series started to lose. And people still went club racing because it was still relatively affordable to a point. But I think yeah. this time there is a genuine possibility that we will start to lose a lot more license holders. But mm, we shall see. Not yet. The problem is a bit of a waiting We don't see what Paul sees, obviously, with loads of people going up. You know, we want to race, yeah. we want to race, but we can't afford As it. As an organiser, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. let's be honest. How surprised were we all last year when we got to go racing again? That the uh, grids shit. that were at our circuits were fucking crammed. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. surprised were we all seeing that? Because we thought at that point the bubble will burst. So yeah, we we thought it was just going to be an absolute fucking nosedive. I think Steve uh, Steve Vince had a big shock. Yeah, Steve Vince had a big shock because obviously he wasn't expecting to have. The entries he's had because I mean, track attacks mm. becoming well great at the moment. We've got mm. BWs, yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, TTs, 206s, the 206s are getting bigger and bigger. And I'm hoping if people can afford it, they'll come and join us even more. It, it, 
It's yeah. just fun. Like you said a minute ago, it's a massive smile on your face when you get out of that car, even though it's only people used to laugh. Oh, you've got a 206 GTI, and now they're like, ooh, quite yeah. interested in that now. So, people take the piss out of us for being in a KA. Yeah, I've, I've, had more, I've, had, I've had more fun in that KA than I ever did in any other race car. Yeah. Well, there we go. It's one day. Yeah. One day. Smiles per gallon. Yeah. That's what we should be yeah, paying yeah. for club racing in. Smiles per yeah. gallon. But we will, at some point, we won't make it the next episode because this has been quite intense this evening with all the comments coming in. But that yeah, will let's be have a fun one next time. A fun one we will have next time, but we will have the debate. What is the future of club racing and round everything as well as costs, all the other issues out there? What is the future? I can definitely tell by the pinging that my phone is doing outside of this show. That yes. <laughs> there's a lot yes. of people going, oi. Yeah. We'll get a different. We'll get a different few guests on and. Uh... Charles Boniface, they didn't take the piss out of the KA when I did that McLaren, and for sure to drive them is a lot of fun. The McLaren was going into the pit lane at the time. Charles, don't tell Fibs. Um, all of this, but why fifteen thousand eight hundred pounds <laughs> for forty-five minutes at Silverstone? Oh, name drop. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, they um, can. Yeah. Because they can. Parkies Silverstone a... can sit there and go. If yeah. you guys don't buy it, someone will. Facebook user, I have a feeling that could be Simon Sheridan. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. Bark are the worst culprit. They launch series like Bark Red when there are other championships that have no entries. NSSCC cap the race entries at 325 quid. One membership fee, pay Bark, pay the club. You're 300 balls in before you've raced. Unreal. Again, it's how people run it. And James Harridge, seasoned Formula V champion. My issue with club motorsport, as it should be run for the members as a non-profit organisation. But at the end of the year, bank balances for certain clubs says it all. Yep. Yeah. And we'll finish off this discussion mm. with one final comment from Shine Automotive. Chinese hotels are the way <laughs> forward. Yes, they are. <laughs> I think I think next time we go to Cuba, we should rent that place out and everyone stay in a room. It'd be a right. <laughs> oh man, we should do a club racing UK takeover. Jesus yeah. Christ, that'd be of like the, the Beige... That's getting done. Of the Beijing Dragon. That would be that is, like that is that... getting done. We are we are hundred percent getting everybody at that because the food was bloody good. I'll give it that. The food was yeah. good. The food we, was we really think, good. Well, we're, we didn't get not... chased out with ant spray, as the reviews said. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we yeah, I know. What was that all about? The food we'll, was actually really know. bloody good. What, what, we'll, was, we'll, what we'll was the It came with a happy ending. Let's say that. Yeah, I was, was going to say, James, we're we're not going yet. Happy. We just we've just got one last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't we haven't we aren't quite going yet. We just want to give a massive shout out as our partner focus this week. If you could just play the video quick, Steph. Oh yeah, yeah. Where are you going? The Chinese. No sound. Which, of course, the Snet Saloons made their debut this weekend. The Uncle Luke's Snet Saloons were out in force, funnily enough, at Snetterton yeah. uh, for the Uncle Luke's Snet Saloon series. They had bumper grids. It was great racing and a good focus for the Uncle Luke's brand. 
Um, yeah. Luke has gone absolute leaps and bounds as he started. So a massive, massive shout out to Luke Allen. Well done for helping coordinate it and put it together. It certainly sounded like it was good track action, wasn't it? It was cracking. Yeah, I, I was yeah. mightily impressed with it. It's really good to catch up with Luke as well for, before it all kicked off. Um, yeah, I had a good old catch up with him. Obviously, we've done loads of work with um, with Luke and his business for yep. us, for all our members. And uh, yeah, like I say, it was it, it was leaps and bounds watching all the cars out on circuit. I mean, he had a must he must have had a good twenty. I think he had about twenty three, twenty five cars out on grid for their first ever go. Yep. Again, we're talking about costs in motorsport and where's club racing going is it dying absolutely yeah. not it was a brand new series that started up the weekend and it was bumper grids cracking racing you have bmw's left right and center bloody Honda civics again but you know cool. the title sponsor drives one of them so that's fair enough and then they had a bloody mustang in there it's fantastic it was good it was good racing what, you, i enjoyed what, that you mean this beautiful mustang oh, that look is a at gorgeous, that thing. Car. gorgeous pretty car, car. Pretty and the last shameless plug of the day as you'll see here Stefan. Uh, he's graduated from Sippy Cups. He's um, he's, moved, he's, he's moved on to a nice motorsport bottle here. As you can see, Nick enjoying a drink as well. He's he, he's moved on from his uh, milk bottle with a straw. So you get yourself a nice branded bottle there from Motorsport Bottles. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we ran a conversation recently. We've given away three, not of these ones, but three coloured ones. Um, it had a great, great, great reception. Everyone got, j- jumped straight into that and uh, tried to win it. This have been announced on the post. Um, but if anyone uh, does want to get one, you can use our discount code, which is CRUK, and get a bit of a, a discount off them off these drinks bottles. Um, but we are running another competition for our members. So anyone that's a Collaboration UK member will be entered into it automatically. £2 a month, £20 a year. Um It'd be a customized one, so it will have our logo on it at some point. But the rest of the ball, you can do whatever you want with. You can have your logos, your yes. names, your numbers, whatever you want. So we'll be given three. You can even have away. a picture of Rob Lewis on it if you wanted you it. Can, whatever you want on there, there will just be a little clever <laughs> on there somewhere. The rest of it, you can do whatever you want. Three of these will be given away, we'll um, and we we will <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll release the That's tape when it finishes. Soon. That's what it, it does. It does. It needs it's it needs that beautiful logo on it with our our three ugly mugs in uh, cartoon form. Right. Yes, Nicholas. I must just say, actually, and this is a bit of a shameless plug. I I have to give hats off to those motorsport drinks bottles because I suited up and booted up. And this this granted, yes, this picture is framed. I definitely did it for photo awesomeness. <laughs> But when you suit it up, it's a fucking pain in the ass when you suddenly go, oh, my mouth's gone all pasty and I need a drink. You can't get a water bottle in there. I kid you not, that bottle saved my life for my last, for my second that, stint. That's fair enough, but you, you can with an open face helmet, just saying. Yeah, but you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's got you do, the, the, that is the lift. problem. You do look like a fat kid <laughs> shut in a lift. You do yeah. look like chipmunk cheeks. But, when you yeah. when you when you wear a proper racing helmet and you look cool <laughs> like a proper racing driver, <laughs> you need a drink. You need, you need a motorsport Nick, drink spot. Nick, let yeah. me know. Let, let, let me know when you become a proper race driver, Nick. Let me know. <laughs> anyway, but so yeah, that, but, but, so that is but, that is on, that is the, the competition do, do that we've got. Yeah, just, okay, go on, what? 
Do you get one? Have for we lost Paul? Here? You can have the discount code. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if I get a bus for coming on here. No, I'll let you use mine. <laughs> Sharing. Oh no, what's going off here? Well, Paul, oh, if, you become, a, if you become a member, Paul, you could win one. That's not good. I can hear you. I can't see, can see it. He's got, someone should screenshot that right now. I'm having trouble connecting. <laughs> this is happening because of the internet <laughs> connection. Move closer to your router. <laughs> we can still, we can we can still hear you. Paul. Oh, Paul's back. Paul's back. Okay. Well, the, we're on the last dregs of the show, gents. So, any other business? Yeah, come on. Two, yeah, two fucking hours. So when I'm trying to get something free, I freeze. Ah, yeah. see, there we go. There we go. That's the problem. Yeah, you, you haven't got the knack, mate. Look at me. I'm still moving when I'm asking for free shit. Well, if that's not, uh, <laughs> have we got any other business, chaps? Anything else you want to talk about quickly before we go? No. Right, see you all. Good one. See everyone at ah. Goodwood. I'm yeah, gonna, these I'm two will see everyone at Goodwood. There's a good mini going round this weekend. There's going to be a very fast mini going round at Castle Coombe. And hopefully, it does more laps than you guys did. I expect that. <laughs> uh, definitely. <laughs> I, 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 it, it, I guarantee Lie down, lie down, what it is in Wales. Lie down, lie down, what's it called? Oh, Landau. Yeah, what a cracking little track, mate. When I took it out, Bob, Bob Cook and uh, Ryan Cook's little mini. I took that out at the weekend with him. Oh, mate, what a superb little oh, car's fantastic. Beautiful. But it broke. But it broke. It did. Yeah. There we go. What, what we broke go. on it? What a surprise. Uh, water pump, uh, fan, battery. <laughs> Sorry. Bob. Everything. Everything. The driver. No, we know. You, you can shut up. Oh, no. Shut up. Oh. I've had a couple of things fail, but that was my first DNF of the year. So at least I've got some points on the board. That's the main thing, Nick. This is very true. I like the is... boys. <laughs> this is Nick, you can get a bottle bottle to your mouth as I can't make the helmet big enough for your sweet. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my god. There's right, nothing guys. wrong with the size of my Swede. <laughs> Well, you look like a golf yeah, ball with like an open face. <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, after an epic two hours and seven minutes, yes. nearly eight minutes show, I have been your host, Robert Lewis, with the dynamic duo that is Stefan Marsh and Nick Holmes of Club Racing UK, and our guest tonight to Paul Rice and to Ian Fowler. Good night, everyone. We will be Ian, back with time. another debate Later. very Don't soon. Don't forget my drinks bottle. Don't forget my drinks bottle. Don't, Don't forget my free